You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. In the future, when Jesse loses his mind and realizes that we are just voices in his head, <laughs> he will make the best puppets ever made to house those wonderful voices. This is Jesse. In the future, Doc Brown will go back in time to fix this horrible alternate timeline so that the Cubs can win the series, we can have hoverboards and flying cars. In the future, I will invent, I will invent time travel so I can b- go back in time and fix all of these awful future predictions. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is episode number 22, which means last month, Melanie, mm-hmm. you missed <gasps> episode number 21. I mean, you didn't miss it. You were here, but... I should have been drunk. Ever since episode 18, you're like, oh, I can almost drink if the podcast was a person. <laughs> well, <laughs> And a month was a year. not true because I, they're actually monthly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But you missed... I, I didn't realize till I was editing last month's episode. That you you missed it. You didn't say anything when I was like, oh, darn it's it. episode 21. Well, I have a bottle of rum over there. I can, <laughs> I can get started. <laughs> a drunken Melanie Grolix podcast? That, 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 That's going to be a lot of editing. That is going to be a lot of editing. <laughs> With pirate rum? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're just going to mash up all the holidays we missed, like Talk Like a Pirate Day. and That's a 21. day? That's, yeah, that's awesome. A, that's a day. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> America needs more holidays like this. That's what the internet like, is for. Like, take your action figure to work day. Yeah. Which is also a real day. This is the November episode. Happy November. What happens in November? You like, don't shave. Gravy! Gravy and mustaches, which is not a good combination. Gravy, <laughs> <laughs> beards. Nobody shaves ever again. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Charities. You know, charities. Char- charities have things that do words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're recording this, uh, you know, not to lift, you know, pull back the curtain too much. We're recording this. It's still not Halloween when we're recording this. It's it's yeah. This is about a week before the episode actually goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very Halloween-y looking here. And we have lots of lots of horror movies to watch still. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! When we uh, we went to a Halloween party last night, I tweeted out tweeted out our costumes. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that some some Jay and Silent Bob action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Holly carries that one. because <laughs> I, I just kind of look like Silent Bob, anyways. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had the dark hair, it wouldn't even be a costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, it was yeah, it was pretty good. Was it? Was it a fun party? Yeah, it was. It was uh, Steve Weimer, oh, which is a seriously? mutual friend. So yeah. yeah, I haven't talked to Steve for a long time. It was a like a housewarming party type thing. So it's a good time. He's local. He's local now. Oh, that's right. He he was out of town for a number of years, and now he's back in town. I did not know that. I'll have to get a hold of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not probably not exciting for people listening, but it's why I was dressed up. We're just giving them backstory. Yeah, we we had a Halloween party. 
Yeah, we did have a Halloween party. <laughs> With children. <laughs> Is that why we're all tired? <laughs> Halloween parties. Maybe, yeah. Still. Children, that's, that's even wilder than an adult party because you need more sleep after that. <laughs> yeah, and cleaning and yep. all those craft supplies everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> I missed the, the majority of it, thank God. Yeah, you did. This one time I was glad I was at work. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to make a witch's broom with us? The witches, little witch's brooms were cool. Yeah, they were. I will say you guys made these little witch's brooms with like small sticks and hay looking grass. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those were cool. Yeah, that's because I'm awesome. Melanie was getting all crafty. More than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Tombstones were cool to you. Rest in peace, butt. Yeah, that's that's what kids do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or rest in peace, fart. Yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> that was all last month, though. We're looking to the future now, as we always are. Should we talk about uh, Scream in the Dark, though? Oh, man. Back to the past. <laughs> back, back to the past. We've got to go back. No, you're right. It's got to be bad about your... Your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Scream in the Dark Festival. We all uh, went to the Friday night showing, which was like the Hall of Fame Q&A for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which uh, was on your list last month. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember what it was at, but it's pretty high on my list of favorite horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And we went and saw the movie in a theater. That theater is fantastic by the way was it over 100 years old or something oh it's yeah had to be had to be it's beautiful and a q a oh their names escape me at this exact moment pam and grandpa pam and grandpa yeah <laughs> they have real names with the actors that played pam you know, and grandpa. whatever that is uh, and uh and then also some short films yep. uh preceded all that and you think of those you guys saw most of them yeah we missed the first one I, I i misunderstood what exactly was happening i didn't realize it was like a film festival with all all little films and stuff going on i thought it was just the the mm-hmm. one movie and the q a stuff so oh, yeah. so i wasn't as pressed to get there as as randy seemed to be and i'm like why are you freaking out we don't have to be there till like nine and then i real he's like well it's this whole and i'm like well you, if you it was the whole thing i would have I would have rushed, but I enjoyed the films we did see. They were pretty good. Yeah, you guys saw most of them. Like I said, the only one you guys missed was called like Hunger, and it was about like this guy who goes in to shop right before Christmas because that's when all the good deals are, mm-hmm. and so he's just like this stingy guy. And uh, apparently, there's like this leather jacket where there's like a monster in the pocket, and the monster eats him. Okay. So don't be a greedy. I, I use that word that I don't know if we're supposed to use. I might get a Crawlix on this episode. I was about to say, <laughs> that might be Jesse's first no, official no. Crawlix. Oh, my Mr. Clean status is revoked. You're so, you've been <laughs> so good about it. Yeah. That's funny. I, I can't, I'm terrible with the names of these shorts. But yeah, we, we come in on the second one, mm-hmm. which was pretty interesting. Stylistically, I liked it. It, it was like a 50s, kind of like a 50s black and white. Yeah, it was like the, it was kind of like the Christopher Mim 
the Christopher R. Mim movies only. I think this one was trying to be a lot more serious. Yeah. Maybe not a lot more serious, but more serious. More, more serious up until like the last five seconds of it or so. Yeah. It uh, was, yeah. was humorous to me. I don't know if it was supposed to, but it kind of was. Yeah, there were a few times where I'm like, uh, it was kind of funny. And that one was cool because it kind of played into, oh, is it the Robert Johnson? Was that his name? The guitarist? Oh, I don't remember his name, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, the met, met, met the devil at the crossroads mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, it kind okay. of seemed to play into that mythology with this guy who was after this, uh, this guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I don't remember if they show the guitar, but it was a guitar case and whatever mm-hmm. was in it. It is a, it is an empty case. Yeah. Yeah. Full of light. But that was kind of a cool concept mm-hmm. and fairly well executed. Uh, there was some over the topness though, for yeah. sure. Um, but I thought it looked good and the music was spot on for a for a nineteen fifties. And actually that story set in a nineteen fifties black and white style was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It'd be more helpful if I could think of the names of all these, but that one was something about it was something the case or, or something about something case. Yeah, case of evil. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Something like that. The <laughs> next one I think was Flicker. Yeah. Um, was that the that was that was one of them, anyways? Yeah. That was the, That's the one with the guy that was like swearing the whole time, and then an alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I have to go to work. Grox, Grox, Grox. And you know he's 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 hitting his flask while he's trying to like mess with this electrical box, and mm-hmm. it's like this guy's what was this? What's this guy's deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does he hate his job so much? What, what, <laughs> Just stop going to work. It seemed like a pretty cool job, actually, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah go fix awesome aliens and <laughs> uh, stylist. I mean, that one looked okay, but the alien mm-hmm. costume was amazing. Looked great, and the sequences yeah. where you saw the alien, other than the fact that the audio was unbelievably loud, which is not you know the shorts mm-hmm. doing. They they had the audio the volume cranked in that theater, mm-hmm. um, right. but. The sequences where you saw the alien, I thought were awesome mm-hmm. and painful to my ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah, so yeah. loud. <laughs> when I, yeah, the next what, the next one was uh, sacrifice, mm-hmm. and it was still loud. And that one wasn't even like a loud flick. Yeah, like that was the one with the. I'm assuming that's the one with the family. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that one had the. It had some weird. I think it had some intentionally unusual audio stuff going on and then also some just kind of unusual audio mixing going on um mm-hmm. that may not have been intentional plus yeah it was cranked up super loud but that one was that one was very cool like it had a a concept that it didn't really explain it was one of those concepts where you're like i want to know more about what's going on here mm-hmm. yeah it seemed kind of like maybe a possession infection type thing um, but yeah, that one was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when we talked about it later, I was like, well, obviously, I mean, we know the, what was going on in their house, but it seemed like there was more going on in the world in general because of context clues that I thought I saw. Outside of the house. Yeah. Um, so I want to know more and I, that's one of the things that makes me like things the most. Uh huh. Well, and it's kind of misleading where there's some kind of weird flashback type stuff uh-huh. going on. And 
I think it does pretty well at making you assume uh, what the typical scenario might be. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, well, maybe this woman killed, maybe she was, like, I was thinking she was abused mm-hmm. and murdered her husband or something like that. Yeah. And because that's kind of the way, um, without knowing exactly what the deal is, it seemed. And it turns out to be something not that at all. Yeah. I'm intentionally being vague. I don't know where people can find these. I'll try to look look information up um, and include them in the show notes. But that was right. that one was very cool. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was delirium, and I I'm have I'm it was kind of like it's kind of a bizarre one, anyways. So I'm kind of drawing a blank on it. You like follow this detective who seems to be investigating this like strange death, which in concept I like the death in execution. It didn't look very good. Just an execution. And then it just really goes bizarre. And I was not on board until the very end. Then I was like, oh. Because it's one of those things where you don't know how much of what you're watching actually happened versus what's going on in this guy's head. Or... Hmm. Yeah, because it... Well, Okay, now I'm remembering it. Yeah, okay. He's listening to... He finds it like a cassette tape. Or something mm-hmm. um, that the victim, I guess you would call it, uh, was sitting was sitting in front of the victim, and he's listening to it. And then there's some weird stuff happening, and then it kind of double backs on it, doubles back and then it, on itself. And then it, yeah, it goes back and it starts playing w- the things he's hearing in the cassette, and then what happened to the people that were in the cassette, and other weird things that happened to them. It, you know, it, it's like a like a little back jump loop to this happened to them then this happened to them and this happened to them until you don't know what's going on uh, some of the visuals uh this one looked like a much lower budget one mm-hmm. but then again like they had a cool location mm-hmm. and they shot there and when it comes down to it that's i mean the location looked great so that's all you need yeah, um, yeah. some of the visuals like i said were a little cheesy they did this thing where it's like if you take Photoshop and black out the eyes and mouth of a picture, it was that kind of effect, but it looked like they took Photoshop and blacked out the <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That that I was not fond of. Like I said, the execution was not great, but the concept's good. But at one point, there's some person wrapped up in like a plastic or something, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what was going on. And then you're, and then the end, and I don't know, but at the end, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit because it just kind of made everything a little more weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it didn't explain much of anything. No. Uh, and like, was this all, yeah. Was this all a dream or did this happen and they just put him back in the chair or what? Yeah. The last two shorts I appreciated because they both worked on like they're, they both worked on that level of a short film where they're just going to give you a snippet of a bigger concept they're not going to spell that concept out to you, but they're going to make you wonder, like, they're going to make you want to know more about it. Yeah. Um, and then the first two were a bit more linear. The second one used narration at the end to, like, fill in a lot of extra detail. Yeah, it actually added uh, a whole nother, a whole nother bit that, in, in my opinion, hadn't even been... Was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. That was the alien one, but... Yeah, but I mean, but no, there was, it added something besides just the alien. Yeah, yeah, there was like a conspiracy and stuff going on. Yeah, I don't know. Which was odd, but, but I mean, even that works in 
it's hinting at a larger world beyond just this little short film you're watching. So, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's that's effective. So, yeah, that was just the opening night of uh, of Scream in the Dark. And uh, so it wasn't even like the full vendor room or anything like that. But it was it's a good time. Obviously, we liked Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't really expect to get into like reviewing each of the shorts. Well, <laughs> oh, sorry. oh <laughs> why are you though. sorry? I did most of the talking. <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw, of course, was great, as always. Mm-hmm. I forget. And it, again, the volume was not quite as loud as during the shorts, but it was still very loud. Mm-hmm. And that kind of added to it. But I forget how like relentless that movie is after a certain point. Oh, yeah. Once once you're pretty much down to the final girl, it's just like nonstop maddening. Mm-hmm. It's just maddening the family and mm-hmm. the setting and the cameras like all over and up in her eyeball. And it's pretty insane. Yeah. It sounded like shooting that movie was kind of insane based on what we heard in the Q&A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was a very a very interesting experience. Uh, it felt a little awkward at times. Sure. But uh, when John Dugan, he has like no speaking role in that movie, but he's he had plenty to say. <laughs> and he's very, he seems like the kind of guy that doesn't, he doesn't filter. Mm-hmm. Right. himself he he says whatever he thinks and yeah. and he he just seems he seems so laid back up mm-hmm. there he just he's like i'm just he's just gonna talk and he doesn't care who's there who's listening yeah. or, mm-hmm. or what they think of it yeah so that was that was interesting they even got on a pretty bizarre little uh side tangent that we don't have to get into but there was some, oh yeah there was some humorous stuff and i was like Wow, really? Like you guys are just gonna get into this uh this discussion of uh seventies style activities. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They really yeah. they really pulled back the curtain. Uh, <laughs> when, and Terry Terry McMinn, she didn't have any problem just, you know, going on and on and on too. So mm-hmm. I mean, so on one hand, at least it wasn't like an awkward because there was too much silence kind of Q and A. There really was no shortage of things to talk about. Yeah, I I think on my end it felt strange because it felt to me like the awkwardness more felt on more felt like it was coming from the audience. It was, I thought. Be- it seemed yeah. like people weren't sure what to ask, mm-hmm. and then there were a couple questions where I was like, "Oh, oh what do you, dude? What are yeah. you doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. That would have been filtered. Uh huh. <laughs> And that, been like, uh, no, we're not going to ask that one. And I think that some some of the responses threw off the people who asked the asked the questions. Mm-hmm. Also, in a if you were looking at them at all, I felt bad for them because I'm you know one of those people that feels too much about other people, <laughs> and I got embarrassed for them, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, uh, but it was. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, there were some yeah. interesting stories I liked. I kind of like. I liked you. You almost get got like we almost got a little like. Dirt, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh yeah, behind yeah. the scenes dirt. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I, we, we, I have a feeling it could have gone like they could have gone into it more, but oh, they're yeah. probably used to some restraint still. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. You know what? It, one of the, one of the things that it made me think about was um, what the things they were talking about filming and stuff. Uh, when I think about making a movie, I always think of oh, they have these long hours and doing these takes over and over and over, which I'm sure they did a lot of that too from what they were saying. But she had mentioned like days and days where they would just like spend so long waiting for the lighting to be right so that they could go and shoot really fast before it was mm-hmm. not right again. And I'm like, yeah, that would, right. that would be like the worst part for me. I mean, the working over and over for long hours would sometimes be rough, but I could handle that. But just sitting there and waiting and waiting mm-hmm. and waiting, you In know, the heat. yeah. In the heat. Yeah. I don't know. Was, that would drive me insane. In Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She mentioned like they'd have to, because a large portion of that movie is outside, mm-hmm. they'd have to wait for clouds to clear the sky. So they're literally just waiting for clouds to travel across the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then juxtapose that with the story. Uh, well, she had a couple stories, but where she's got to do the same take of um, like, like where Leatherface comes out and grabs her and pulls her down the hallway. She said she had to do that take like 72 times or something whoa for yeah just hours uh, which I, I i mean the final take is whatever they ended up using is great mm-hmm. but i, I can't yeah. imagine like why would you spend nine hours doing that over and over yeah but yeah she had a couple stories like that so it does seem brutal there's some really i can't remember the name of it but there is an excellent documentary like behind the scenes documentary it was released on one of the uh dvd releases at one point, one of the like anniversary releases um, that really gets into just some of the insanely long shoots they had. But I recommend checking that out. Sounds like the, uh, the stuff that they shot inside the van was awful and really long too. And hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said they couldn't roll up the, or roll down the windows. So how was the rest of your weekend? Cause Melanie and I only made it up that Friday, but you were there doing your, uh, your table deal. It was good, um, but you know, like being behind the table, you know, I don't know. I'm sure that the that the movies were awesome, and I didn't see any of them. <laughs> Other than, uh, you know, like they do movies in the the dealers' room, but it's like the public domain movies. You know, like the uh, fifty classic horror movie. Oh yeah, sure. I, it was even. It was like yeah, they popped in the disc and they uh, they showed that one logo of like the. It's like a water wheel, and I'm like, oh boy, I've got one of those at home. Yeah. Sci- I've got the sci-fi classics. This is the horror classics. So <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of those, and and they were they were all right. I mean, you oh, know sure. what you're going to get with those. Um, last year it was the Christopher Armin movies, so those are like, those have that extra level of kind of just entertaining because they're kind of tongue in cheek. Um, this year, um, like my favorite day was Sunday where they popped in some of the creature feature, Dr. Sanguinary stuff. And uh, it was like Vincent Price's Last Man on Earth. And then um, <clears throat> like a Paul Nashy uh, werewolf movie. It was like the Fury of the Wolf Man or something like that. Hmm. So that was pretty fun. Um, and the the vendor room was a little bit bigger. Um, not much bigger because I mean, like you can only fit so many people in that in that room. It's kind of the ballroom area, mm-hmm. and um, 
so we were we were located next to uh, Sneaky Ninja Customs, which is like a custom leather uh, company, and he does like like uh, dog collar, like studded dog collar kind of things, and then um, like money clips and uh, card holders and keychains and stuff. And uh, I actually I actually knew him. I actually knew Barry Dunn, who 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 kind of mans those the table for Sneaky Ninja Customs. And uh, spent spent on a good portion of the weekend, like making puns and just <laughs> just having a good time. You know, it's a little bit slower foot traffic than like your typical con, but that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. It's a different crowd. You know, you you have some kids, but by and large, you don't. There's not a lot of kids. There aren't enough uh, horror comics to draw people. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I saw, what I sell, I sold mostly like um, I did the the General Mills monsters, like Count Chocula as a barista, mm-hmm. and uh, so off season jobs for those three, and those those sold. I actually created those for that event, and they sold at that event, which almost never happens. Which was oh, that's nice. Not like a huge money deal, but um, one of our favorites to table at. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a it's a different vibe, you know. Like it's all adults, and we can all like talk about horror movies and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good weekend. I guess we could get to our comic talk. Oh my! One thing I think I I think about sometimes is the Grolix website. We we've been posting a lot of reviews of audio plays and mm-hmm. horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> and we haven't done a comic book review on there for a long time. Oh yeah, we should, uh, we should probably put that on the rotation. But <laughs> but that's all right. You know what I can do when I get it finished? Maybe what? If you ha- you might have to hound me because you know how I am. I will have to hound you. I don't. Get what are we talking done. about? Uh, I should do a review <laughs> on uh, Hunter X Hunter because it's my first uh, manga. Yeah, or, manga, or however you manga it. manga. Yep. Yeah, you're right. That'd be awesome for sure. Yep. That's definitely. I mean. Yeah, so I kind of joke that we don't post a lot of comic book reviews, but obviously we talk about a lot of comic books, and mm-hmm. on the social medias we try to re- retweet comic book stuff and all that. When you can see our Goodreads, because um, our Goodread uh, reviews go out through all sorts of different channels. Mm-hmm. But manga is definitely, I don't know how people prefer to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. In my head it's always been manga, I guess. But manga is definitely... Um, one thing we don't touch on very often, mm-hmm. and this is the first one I've ever read. Yeah, but you watch so much anime, you've watched the anime series of like a lot of the popular manga series. Yeah. So, I watched, I watched that one, <laughs> so it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Hunter X Hunter, uh-huh. that'd be great. You know, I, I guess kind of like recent reads talk. Um, I just recently finished up Alias, which I suppose I could have probably wrote a review on. Nah, you're busy. Since, uh, Jessica Jones is coming out and stuff. And uh, I got to say, I am more excited about Jessica Jones after reading that first chapter. Yeah? Kind of story. It's it's dark. It's it's not for the faint of heart. This the And, I, you know, it's looking like that series will follow suit. So I'm pretty excited. And, and Kilgrave is a creepy character. I mean, like, I always knew he was creepy, but, like, they kind of get into it a little bit more. Well, in this he's got to be with a name like that yeah the purple man basically he can uh can basically he can control your mind basically makes you think what he, he wants you to think it's like if the jedi mind power 
were like complete, you know, mm. not just a suggestion, like you actually want these things, you know, like you want to, uh, you know, go fight the Avengers for me. Oh yeah. I actually want to do that. Yeah. I, I, I want to check it out. And there's been, you know, since, since there's internet hype is kind of ramping up towards that series. Um, there's been a lot of articles and stuff that I've been reading that have actually gotten me very curious to read some of the, uh, the alias stuff. But I'm curious how they'll tie it in because like in, in the original books, she's an Avenger. And obviously in this series, I, I don't think that, the, I mean like the Avengers didn't exist, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have this like, you know, decades long run that they can pull from, you know, and obviously she wasn't in the Avengers cause we've seen those movies. Yeah. I'm becoming increasingly concerned about the quality of the future Marvel movies. Yeah. Oh. Based mainly on the Avengers 2 or on Age of Ultron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of the Thor stuff? Well, the Thor stuff, it just seemed it was much more messy mm-hmm. because they really did try to cram a lot more in. I don't remember what we were watching the other day, but it made a good point of like the standalone movies were kind of setups to the big Avenger movie. Mm-hmm. And then Avenger two though is like, they use that to set up a bunch of the standalones. Yeah. And yeah. At, at a certain point, like it just kind of becomes a mess. Yeah. Um, and I could kind of start to feel that in age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know yeah. we're, we're kind of jumping around subjects here, but, um, well, but even Ant-Man was like a prelude to the next Captain America movie. It's like, it's its own movie, but it's also yeah, really setting something else up. Like, that's a really tricky balance, you know? I, I understand, like, it's not an easy balance to maintain. But I think part of what's made a lot of the Marvel movies work up to, you know, whatever this was, Phase 3 already, maybe, mm-hmm. is that a lot of them did stand on their own. I mean, some of the earlier ones totally stood on their own and then they'd have the post credit scene was the setup for, mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's what they, that's what they did with it. Yeah. Was that was where you saw it. They saved it for there and it was brilliant. And, Iron Man's over and now we get Nick Fury. Like, yeah. Awesome. And, but Avengers two age of Ultron was problematic because they sh- like, there's obviously shoehorned in stuff. That doesn't that Thor stuff doesn't make any sense. It one hundred percent comes out of nowhere, makes no sense, and only serves to set up um, future movies. Ragnarok, yeah. yeah, it's it's problematic. And the Thor, I can't think of what else, but the Thor, the Thor stuff's not the only stuff. The, um, the love story between what's that the, seemed like really out of nowhere too. Yeah, it was. I don't even know if that's setting anything up. That was just oh. out of nowhere. It might be, but. Then I don't know why they put it in there if it's not. Well, I don't know why they put it in there either. How did we get on this? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Daredevil. The first season of Daredevil was awesome. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, Netflix is still still doing it right. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping. When the for... TV stuff is different a uh-huh. little bit, movie stuff, especially now that they're all kind of like separate, mm-hmm. like Marvel films is separate from the rest of Marvel or something. I don't know. It's weird. Well, the Flash is great. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> that show is a winner. Um, now, this is obviously going to be a little bit behind. Uh, there will probably probably be two more episodes of The Flash 
aired since we record this. But the mm-hmm. last one we watched was had a lot of uh, Captain Cold and, and the Golden Glider and their father was the episode we watched. I was kind of surprised to see him back so soon. Yeah, I was not thrilled with that episode. I still enjoyed it because I liked The Flash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I find I don't care about those characters. It, it was the same with the first season. If there was, there's a couple episodes that are real heavy. They brought brought his sister in, the Golden Glider, mm-hmm. and I just don't like how they handle those characters. But it's still a fun show. Yeah, I want to know what's happening with 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 Cisco, the vibe. Mm-hmm. I oh, we I can't talk about this though. Barry Allen's father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was kind of strange. Yeah, it was. It bummed me out. Obviously, they needed to write him out of the show somehow. But they wanted to resolve the the issue. Uh-huh. How are you going to, like... the Like, a big driving force of the main character of the show is... He needs to get his pr- dad out of prison. His dad was wrongfully accused. He gets him out of prison. Literally, like... Four minutes after he's released from prison in the show, he's like, I have to leave. They write him yeah. out of the show. So disappointing. Yeah. And, the, and the whole episode is like, like we've been trying to get a hold of you to let you know that there's this thing you need to do. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, it's something incredible. Mm. Like evidence that would free your father. <laughs> Barry Allen's been stubborn. He's been a stubborn, mm. a stubborn jerk this, this season so far. But that's kind of the character arc they're rolling with. Yeah. Yeah. After the after last season. So okay. How did you feel about the resolve of the season 1 finale? We can talk about that for a brief moment, I guess, cuz that was a big thing because season 1 left on this big cliffhanger. It looked like he was going to launch himself into this black hole. What was going to happen? Right. And then and Melanie kind of called it. I don't know if she, we talked about it on the show, but she she mentioned this Season two starts and mm-hmm. it's like six months later or something and yeah. everything's fine. Yep. Um, yeah. She totally called it. But how how did you feel, Jesse, about how they how they resolved that? How he how he did it yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> I wish I wish I could say I was surprised. You know, like I, the show is the show's great, but like when your power is to run then you know that it's going to involve him running. It's a great character, but like, gee, I wonder how he's going to fix this big hole in the sky. I bet it'll like run counterclockwise or something. And then, <laughs> then somebody else with some powers will do another thing, uh, which will set up an arc. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I feel like, I don't know. You know, it's not, sometimes it's not high art. But am I entertained? <laughs> you better believe I am entertained. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they can do whatever they want with their arc. I'm just glad that that ridiculous <laughs> man is gone. <laughs> the one half of, uh, what is it, Firestorm? The one yeah. half of Firestorm? Yeah, I wasn't too keen on that actor. And we were talking about he stole his wig. You don't remember that? I just know. Well, we I remember talking about his wig because it was terrible. I know it was, but, it was the arrow's wig, wasn't it? It's like, oh, he's got he's got all these wigs. They just tied it. It's Robbie Robbie Amel or something. Yeah. Like his name is like Robbie, actually, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's... So he's, yeah, he's the arrow's brother. But I'm glad he's gone because he was not good. I think Steven's a better actor. Uh, yeah, um, and he's he's fun. I like him. Yeah, 
It, that wig was awful. Was. And I think that he did just share the wig that they threw on uh, his brother at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So are you guys are you guys cut up with Arrow then? Speaking of the bad oh, wig? No. No. Well, we're all. still okay. we're still on the last season somewhere. Um I I know there's like big things that happen. I'm kind of keen on some of them. Uh but no, we're still behind. Well, of course we're going to be behind cuz other greater things All the good shows started, started again. Up. The Flash yeah. is back. Um, we're behind on Arrow, so we haven't been watching that. Uh, Doctor Who, of course, is back. Mm-hmm. Right. Walking uh, Dead is back. Walking Dead is back. Mm-hmm. Um, we did watch Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm glad the regular Walking Dead is back. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what else? We're, American Horror Story, the new season of that, is back, and that's mm-hmm. kind yeah. of interesting so far. Yeah, and we had to finish up the season before because... We were behind on the last yeah. season of American Horror Story. So, so we've been busy. I managed to catch up on, well, I'm not caught up now, but I managed to finish season one of Gotham eventually. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, was, during your sickness? Yeah, I was sick for like a week. I missed like two days of work, and one of those days was a, I'm going to throw Gotham on and sleep occasionally and watch it the rest of the time. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you, well, you tweeted out uh, something to the effect of, I got all caught up, and... I don't know. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's okay. I still yeah. feel the same way. <laughs> I mean, it was serviceable when you're sick and you don't really. You're not your really, expectations are low because you just want to survive. Yeah, exactly. You're not really feeling good about no matter what you're watching. So you might as well not waste that time on something really good. If you fall, <laughs> if you fall asleep for half an episode, eh. No, nah, it was okay. Actually, I feel, of course, season two is going, and so this is old news I'm talking about, but I feel the show did kind of pick up at points in time. Um, it just gets repetitive. Uh, the writing is still pretty bad at times, but they laid off of trying to introduce some new, like, well, some known villain every week, and they kind of, like, fell back on what Gotham should have been is... Like the mob story, the crime drama. Right. Season one seems after a while kind of falls a little heavier onto that stuff. And I think that stuff works. It's still a little cheesy the way they handle it. But I think that's the more interesting aspect of Gotham. But they they also can't help themselves from doing ridiculous things. Yeah, but (laughs) but it's not like the super mess or super villain of the week with the, you know, costume and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which they were kind of doing at first, I thought. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was working. Right. I mean, the monster of the week kind of works. Like Flash kind of makes it work. It's not yeah. always a new villain every time, but um, Flash makes it work. Arrow can do it, but I think Arrow is so soap opera-y anyway that it works better as a serial type yeah. ongoing story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the point of the point of Gotham, I thought, was to focus on the GCPD and not. Well, origi- all the other crazy. Originally, which that was the point. Doesn't start up until later around Batman time. I thought. I mean, I don't know how it was pitched to the network, but that was what was initially filtered out to the internet. Yeah. Was this is what we're going to get? But then by the time the network picked it up, of course, n- no, there is going to be Bruce Wayne. There's going to be that because the network's like, well, we need people that we need character. If we're using this property, we need characters that people are going to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, you know, like Doctor Who, when it first came, 
when it first came out, it was supposed to be pseudo scientific and pseudo historical uh-huh. and was supposed to be almost like a way to introduce kids to history. And, uh, and that was the original premise. And then the Daleks happened. The Daleks happened. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, yeah, now we, we definitely need more aliens <laughs> kind of thing. You know, like the original idea was not to be super alieny or anything. No. Yeah. It was supposed to be more historicals. It was a, excuse me. It was a, it's supposed to be a children's show with like a, a educational slant. Yeah. And you, but you know, and I like, I love Dr. Who. I love it how it is, but they certainly could do the things they do and still use actual like science and history if they wanted to but <laughs> yeah. but instead everything's reversing reversing the polarity and well, you know yeah. uh oh i took this person line. from this time to this time and they did this ha 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 well yeah they threw yeah but the, the daleks came out in their second like story arc i know so they threw that stuff out the window uh like 50 yeah. years ago now <laughs> so yeah. so so my tie-in there was that uh i wonder I wonder, you know, like the penguin was hailed as soon as he came out mm-hmm. on Gotham. I like, I think he was at one point the best thing about that show and maybe still is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like, okay, so the penguin worked. So what else can we do? And maybe it was also kind of a case of, we don't know how long the show's going to last. So let's throw everything we can at the audience and hope it hooks them. Right. Until, you know, until we can feel more secure in doing a longer, more involved storyline that's less eh, sensational, poppy. Yeah. Kind of like a, kind of like how Smallville's first couple seasons were, you know, happened. And actually, you know, like I think the first three seasons of that show were the only three seasons worth watching. <laughs> Because at that point, they were still trying to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. And then after a point, it was just like, ah, let's just get op- episodic and, and ditch main characters and totally get away from the original premise. And yeah. I only ever caught a bit of that show here and there. I didn't even. But no. I mean, I, I gave it a try, but it wasn't what yeah. I was looking for at that point in time. Plus, I have a much more favorable favorable opinion towards Superman now than I did when I was younger, I think. Just wasn't mm-hmm. super keen on him. Yeah. What? Agreed. Agreed. Super I, I just I kinda Superman. liked uh, I liked uh Rosenbaum as a as a teenage Lex Luthor. Somehow somehow it worked. Like he could pull in the super funny stuff, but then he could hit dark. And and, and so I think he was maybe uh cooler to me than even the Superman angle, and then he disappeared. And at, at that point, the show was over. It's like the original premise was: how do you have Lex and, and Clark in the same town? Uh, you know, like basically becoming adults at the same time, oh, and, yeah. and even being friends—almost that unbreakable kind of concept. Uh, that movie with Bruce mm-hmm. Willis, where it's like, okay, the villains might even be really good friends, kind of thing. And so, like that initial idea or premise was kind of a good idea and then at a certain point they couldn't keep those actors around and now the show just falls apart because you've lost your entire premise that show went for a long time too it did it was nine seasons but it's like after season four or five i think 
Rosen Michael Rosenbaum left and it was like, okay, what's the point at this point? Uh, yeah. Just just fly, Clark. For the love <laughs> of God, fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get on task. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still What's that? You say sorry. It's not your fault. Yeah, Melanie Melanie's the one driving us off the rail the whole time. <laughs> yeah, because rails are boring. Go out in the wild yonder. They're they're really boring. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> I'm just yeah, worried we're yeah, gonna lose out. Of, I'm just worried we're gonna run out of steam. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, hey, we should be applauded. We mentioned we Doctor Who like five times and didn't go that way. I yeah, know. yeah, we know. totally could have because arguably the one way, so. uh, arguably the turn we probably should have took. <laughs> I I did talk about it for a second, Fair. Fair. but I was reminded of it like three times, and I didn't say anything. Oh, Doctor Who! Yes, but it's a, it's a good thing. It is. Yes, but that's all, not all, what... all rails go back to it. It's really good. Yeah. So, what are we talking about then? Which which comics are we discussing? Comics. Oh, <laughs> what do you think this is? <laughs> we don't have comics on our website. <laughs> this is the Doctor Who and horror movie fan cast and and, and superhero TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we do have comics to talk about, and specifically, um, first we're gonna do our pull list pick. All right, because that seems to be the format. Yes, it is. I don't know what the current winner of the pull list is. Uh, are you? I'm are, pulling it up right now. Oh, 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 pulling oh. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we still are at a dead tie. Okay. Well, I guess we have a decision to make. Okay. Um, one of them was Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. And what's the other one? Uh, Daredevil Yellow. Daredevil Yellow. I feel like we should, uh, in honor of Two-Face, we should flip a, a two-headed coin. Okay. <laughs> a two-headed coin? A two-headed coin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have a two-headed. I have a regular. You have a regular coin? A two-sided coin, maybe? Yeah. All right. Is that a tail? <laughs> it's got a heads and a tails. That's got a ram on the back. What? what is this? Let me see. It's a quarter, but it says Denali. Oh, Alaska. Ooh. That's Ooh. fancy. So, which what one? Is it? Which heads, one? heads for the last man and tails for Daredevil. Okay. Sounds good. I'm going to flip it. All right. Tails. Daredevil it is. All right. So Daredevil Yellow. You guys just don't want me to take a break, do you? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you've already read Why the Last Man. You you wouldn't have to read it again if you didn't want. Yeah. I haven't read either one of them, so I was in the same boat either way. Me either. Um, And I've read Daredevil, but I just have never. And I know this is supposed to be a good one, so it'll be good. But uh, I I've never read it. I don't know what Daredevil Yellow is. It well, I know what it is. It's um, it's a Jeff Loeb and Tim oh. Sale. Uh, he did this whole. They did the this whole series, and they're actually on um, a new one that's just coming out now called Captain America White, and it's this whole colors thing. Daredevil Yellow is supposed to be kind of the the Stanley Kirby era, where he's wearing his yellow costume. Okay. Um, now I don't know why um, the next one that they put out was called Spider-Man Blue, um, 
he does have some blue in his costume, but I, I don't know what that's all about. So mm-hmm. Sp- he came out with Spider-Man Blue, which is their second series, and then um, uh, Hulk Gray, which I believe was about the Gray Hulk. Mm-hmm. I don't know which Gray Hulk. It might have been the the initial Gray Hulk, because Hulk was supposed to be gray in the early days, but printing turned him green. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, what, what do they call him? Fix It. Yeah, yeah. Was it Joe Fix It? Joe Fix It. Gray Hulk? Yeah, that Hulk. So it could be either one of those. I don't know. So yeah, I yeah, uh, Daredevil Yellow. I I, I don't know. I'm I don't a know much su- about it beyond that. I'm a little surprised that uh, that's the first first Daredevil that's that's made it up the list to us. Right. Yeah. I would. You'd I think would have suspected it'd be the uh, uh, Frank the Miller stuff yeah, is yeah. what I would have, and that stuff I have read. So hmm. well, they didn't want you to have a break either. Well, <laughs> our listeners like us to work weird. <laughs> um, I, I don't like our listeners' attitude. <laughs> but at least they give us good things to read so far. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, it's Marvel, so I've read very little of it. Yeah. Um. So I've been I've been kind of waiting for some some type of Daredevil to come up. Through the uh, through the pull list, um, so I'm I'm glad. And, We've got some really bizarre picks on here. Otherwise, <laughs> I know, I, <laughs> like, I know. Owl, Owl Girls, which I've never even heard of. Identity Crisis, okay, that that I can see. Um, Pride of Baghdad is that one would be short. I mean, I think that's like I don't think that has words. <laughs> I know, um, I know that milk one's... and cheese. That, that's Evan Dorkin. That's going to be bizarre. I just know. I mean, like super violent milk and cheese. I'm and excited. Some some other. Yeah, some other. I haven't looked at the poll list in a long time, to be honest. It's pretty much at this point. It's nothing that we added originally. I don't think okay. there might be one thing. I don't know. I think this Batman might be the last thing that we started the list off with because we added a few oh. when we first started the list. Yeah. Those- there's a couple that still don't have votes, like violent cases, cages, and incidents in the night. Oh, okay. Those those also... Okay, if it doesn't have a vote, those are ones we added to. Those actually sound pretty odd, though. Mm. But <laughs> yeah. we, 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 like, looked up... We went through a list of, like, ones that are supposed to be good that I was like, okay, we, these seem like ones we probably should have read and haven't, so <laughs> that seems yeah. like a good contender. That's what we started with. But... The one that we did read, Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. I hadn't read. Oh, you hadn't read this? No, I thought you did. Okay. I didn't. So it was new to me. To- I'm so- not sure I have even now. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I don't know if you want to get into your troubles, yeah, but Jesse, had, because, uh, Jesse had some trouble. My confusion will probably become apparent pretty quickly on. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I had a digital copy, and you know, like I, I tend to read. Uh, the Walking Dead, because I, I bought um, Humble Bundle uh, Compendium, and I just I just go through it, and I use the digital, and I read it on my iPad. Well, I, I was going to try to do the same thing with Arkham Asylum, and for whatever reason, it just jumbled it up big time once I tried to take it from my Dropbox into my app. Oh. It uh, mixed the pages all up. And this is like, is this how it ends? Because this is really bizarre. And, and Randy's like, no. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's not how it ends. That's rough, especially with that book, because it's kind of confusing <laughs> it's, anyway. Yeah, well, it jumps so, back and forth anyway. 
anyways, so yeah, he messaged me and he's like, "This seems really, really odd." And, and I was like, "Yeah, it's it's a weird story." And he's like, "Does it end like this?" I was like, "Oh no, that doesn't seem right at all." <laughs> yeah. And then I would I would uh, use like a different app on my actual PC and it would put it in a different order. And I think I think that I finally got you know the story in order, but we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are talk. We're going to talk about Batman. Ar- the full title is Batman: Arkham Asylum: A Serious House on Serious Earth. That's a that's a title, that man. Is a title. <laughs> that's a serious title. Yeah. Uh, this was written by Grant Morrison. Um, this was his first Batman work. Art by Dave McKean. Lettering by uh, Gasper Salad <laughs> Saladino. Uh, and it was originally published October 1989. Okay. Can I make my first comment real quick? Uh, I have some issues then with Gasper Saladino. Oh, the, the the lettering? Yeah. Okay, I guess we'll get right to it. Yeah. Oh, the, the Joker? My Yeah, that's my biggest complaint about the book. I couldn't understand yeah. half of the, what the Joker was saying because of the lettering. The Joker's was very problematic because it it, it was a combination of the colors of the lettering the style of the lettering mm-hmm. and the, the his specifically were not put to balloons. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it blended into the background. Mm-hmm. It was difficult to read the Joker's dialogue. Yeah. But that's my main, my, that's my main complaint. Uh, interestingly, and I was a little surprised to see it. He did do the thing where almost all the characters have a different style of dialogue balloon mm-hmm. and colors, other dialogue balloons, yeah. which is something that typically wasn't done. And at that point, or at this point, DC actually does that, does that in a lot of the books. I was surprised because Batman's word balloons were the white letters on black. Yeah, they were the, the negative. Yeah, which is something they do a lot in modern Batman comics. I don't they know. they do that for Batman though. Oh, I was seems thinking, like they tend to do that with. Oh, like maybe they, the do, creepy they do bad it with guys. like the owls, the court of yeah. owls. They did mm-hmm. it with them a lot. Yeah, so I guess maybe not Batman, but. That wasn't something that was done that often for like character specific styles of yeah. stuff, I guess. It's helpful though because there were uh, uh, there was so much of the uh, you know just like kind of art clips or whatever, mm-hmm. and then and then people talking or thinking or whatever, and so it's helpful to have that so you know who was talking because it switches a lot. The art is very much um, it's a mixed media type. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like painting and, 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 uh, photos and just different types of mixed media going on. And it's a more, I mean, it's not totally abstract, but it's a more symbolic, slightly abstract take mm-hmm. on the art. So it's, oh, yeah. it's definitely not your standard straightforward, um, panels of action. Yeah. It's, it's very stylized. A lot of like, um, I don't know, like scrapbooky. I mean, like even from the covers, it looks like you've got pressed leaves and and like a peacock feather and you're like different textures and things overlaid. It reminded me a little bit of um, it reminded me of a Daredevil comic, but it also reminded me of um, Duncan the Wonder Dog. How they had those pages, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so going way back. It reminded me also of that Swamp Thing issue during the Alan Moore run with the uh, uh, where Swamp Thing gets a. Uh, kind of ravaged by this planet this like oh the play yeah yeah yeah, the really strange art departure Mm -hmm. there's obviously like some photographs and different textures but overall it still has a more 
Um, it's got a very painted thing mm-hmm. going on. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it was quite as heavily relied on some of the like photos as like that um, Swamp Thing book issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But and it, it's dark. Oh, yeah. It's all very dark. I was going to say it's 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 like pretty art in the way that like the ring <laughs> uh, movie the move like the video the sh- from the, the short movie. video the yeah. creepy short in the way that that would would be pretty yeah a lot of backlighting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know a lot of a lot of either full face lighting where like the joker looks totally washed out like mm-hmm. like i mean even more so than the grease paint would make him or um or you'll see like just a silhouette and you won't even see their face mm-hmm. i liked I mean, I disliked it, but at the same time, I liked particularly how the Joker looked. He always, like, he would kind of paint the Joker's face in this, like, really distorted, kind of stretched out, weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole book has a nightmare feel. Yeah. And the the art is dark, and the story is very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised... At how dark and gruesome um, and adult some of this stuff in this in this was. I'm not even sure how to summarize what happens. Basically, Batman has to go into Arkham Asylum um, because the Joker's holding somebody hostage or something. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, kind of uh, the Jokers and inmates have taken over type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman has to go in. Uh, he goes through a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we get flashbacks to, um, what's his name? Uh, the Arkham founder, Arkham Asylum founder, um, um, Amadeus Arkham or something, mm-hmm. or Abraham Arkham, something Arkham. Um, we get Mr. His, Arkham, Mr. Arkham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get his, uh, very twisted backstory and, uh, and that's the story. I mean, some bugs in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's bugs in her mouth. She's eaten. Oh, yeah, she's eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, basically, it's 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 the way I kind of viewed it as I was reading it was like, it's kind of like Batman's nightmare. It's just like a mm-hmm. bad dream of a story. Yeah, and I, I mean, after he, and, the, you know, the little bit before he got in there, there wasn't a whole lot of. Once he got in there, it, I was surprised at how quick he seemed to kind of lose it a little bit, you know? Batman loses it. I'm actually surprised that, because this is generally a well, like, well-received book. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that, because fans kind of seem to draw lines in the sand at weird places. Mm-hmm. And Batman does a lot of things in here that I think would really upset a lot of fans. Yeah. So I'm surprised it's as well-received as it is. Mm-hmm. Batman loses it. Yeah, he does. Like, from the beginning, before he's even in there, he's talking to Gordon about, basically, uh, I think he says something about being scared. Not Batman, but Bruce, but, you know, him. Not Bat- Batman's not scared. He's scared. Like, he just seems like he's a wreck before he even gets in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when he's in there, he's like... Goes all emo. He goes emo. He's like (laughs) emo Batman. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, he. Oh, it's really bizarre. One thing that I thought while reading through this was life is pain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
there's nothing but the darkness. <laughs> my, my soul is darkness. Life is darkness. <laughs> Pain is the symphony of my soundtrack of life. I mean, you know, when I think about it, it's not too far off. The only thing this thing was this was missing was a little cat dancing from Batman. He's in a bad place. <laughs> He's in a bad place. Uh, no, it made me it it made me appreciate Batman stories more in a way because I was like, I mean, we get dark Batman stories, obviously. Um, those are my favorite ones. But I was like, if you can go from like, you know, Batman Adventures style kid friendly Batman stories mm-hmm. to self cutting. Batman, <laughs> with, Batman where where uh, murderers talk about genital man- mutilation like if you can like write Batman stories in that like spectrum yeah like you could do anything like it's just it blew my mind in mm-hmm. a way because I was like you can write a Batman story at any audience and it's kind of it's just accepted so it kind of made me appreciate like the scope at which like you can work within uh, the genre of Batman, Batman stories. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does. You'd be able to get away with that with Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it just, what it, Superman can't change ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the it's, it's super dark. I knew it was going to be dark. I was a little, a little surprised. I mean, shocked, mm-hmm. but not like in like a, Oh, Oh, you know, not like offended, yeah. but I was a little surprised at how dark some of this stuff is. But the most surprising thing is the way that Batman's portrayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 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 a mess. Like it's really weird. Yeah, and you know the the Arkham part of it. I think they were trying to go with this whole like you know the house is cursed and blah 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 and it's a bad yeah. place. But I was like, no. To me, it seems like it was a nut house. Before you made it a nut house, and that's the only problem. <laughs> yeah, it was you know? a nut house before. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I liked I liked the uh, Arkham backstory. I thought that stuff was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's hard to say with the new Fifty Two stuff, but at like they that kind of became canon. It feels like Grant Morrison. Like it's got that Grant Morrison like weirdness. Like he likes to do weird things, and he'll do adult themed things, but it's usually not this like overbearingly dark mm-hmm. well maybe well, he, maybe he was feeling a little emo when he wrote it yeah <laughs> well 1989 maybe he just read the crow and was like this is where it's at <laughs> yeah get this cat dancing in here throw a cowl on the guy and we're good <laughs> we do a little cat dancing with killer croc and yeah <laughs> i was go. i was a little confused at parts did it seemed like he killed somebody, but I, I don't think he did. It seemed like he killed Killer Croc. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter. It really is the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the journey. Like the plot. I don't know what part of the book that is, but <laughs> I know it happens. That's towards the end. Okay. I mean, if 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 you're reading it in the correct I order, was, it was interesting to see Zeus in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's all electrified and whatnot. Is that how he was? Because that just seemed really I don't, weird. Yeah, I don't remember that, you know. But I guess I don't know much about his actual comic history. Yeah. I, when I think about Max Zeus, I think about the animated series, honestly. So, 
having him in there at all seems like a Grant Morrison thing to do, though. Yeah, he, yeah, I was surprised that he was in there. He likes and then, to take these weird like the, like Two Face. Two Face cannot catch a break if he's in if he's in Arkham. Uh-uh. He cannot catch a break or get any respect. Like I I like the fact that uh, they did something interesting with him, but of course he's the one that defecates himself. I'm like <laughs> yeah. seriously, seriously, it's Two Face again. I get it. Okay, Two Face. Well, I was reading a little bit before we were recording before we recorded today about about it and apparently Morrison had read um uh the dark knight uh the dark knight returns and was really into it he liked he liked the frank miller dark grizzled batman mm-hmm. and that kind of was his inspiration a little bit in writing this and if you think about that story two face is kind of a mess there too like he's just broken yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, I know you like Two Face, but um, <laughs> especially if he's an Arkham, I would think. But uh, he's already broken. That's his character. He's got. A, right. He's he, literally f- fractured. I know. Yeah, I know. And so, yeah. and, and to have them, you know, trying to mess with his mind even more, he's going to be even worse. Obviously. Well, and that's one thing. Like, like Batman doesn't have it. Seem to have it together most of the time. He's just kind of reacting and overreacting, but. That was one thing I, I I appreciated was he was really upset with how they were dealing with Two Face. Yeah, they were right. like, and I understand like that was an interesting concept, and I understand like where the uh, the psychologist or whoever um, would try to be think that was a good idea to handle it. Mm-hmm. Basically, they were trying to um, make it so that Two Face like. Uh, wasn't bound to his just two decisions and they eventually had him with like a deck of cards so he could make what up to 72 or whatever it yeah. was yeah so then he could make more decisions and their idea was eventually work up to where you know then he just realizes he has all these choices he can make he just needs to pick one but batman's like you guys are just fracturing him more mm-hmm. yeah um, now he can't make any decisions yeah, yeah. and i appreciated i appreciated how batman reacted to reacted to that he was very upset about it yeah. but yeah. He, was, he was friends with yeah Harvey yeah before so that, that i would think he'd be most upset about something that happens to him or someone else in the in the same situation he's probably been friends with other people i would guess that mm-hmm. went bad but you know well and i know i know i mean i know two faces is a broken character that's his character that's his him being a villain but in this and that he's not like crazy but strong he comes across as like broken and broken yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's under a table and quivering. Yeah. Yeah. Death death of the family. He's a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, man, he just can't cut a break when he's in the padded room. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So what do you got what did you guys think of the story itself? It was okay. I, I like I enjoyed reading it. But it's not something that I'm gonna want to read often at all because it is it's it's so dark that it, it is kind of depressing. Yeah, yeah. It's not my favorite Batman story, but at the same time, I really do like some of the things they do. Like, I mean, it takes it it takes Batman in a different direction than we're used to seeing, and anytime you can do that, that's kind of nice mm-hmm. because we're so used to well, this is what I think, you know, and and like you said, this is different and. At least it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, 
So yeah, kind of middling on it. Yeah, I liked it. It, I mean, outside of the backstory, um, the Arkham backstory, the plot, it seems really light on plot. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much Batman goes in there, deals with these bad guys and sort of sort of, well yeah he doesn't nothing really is resolved and then he leaves well yeah. but part of that that part of the situation was that uh one of like the the guy who was running it let them all go it's not like they just all escaped he mm-hmm. let them out for some tough i think he was trying to find oh oh i just remembered part of it yeah i, I had read it it's been a couple of weeks since i read it now yeah me too he too. found the notes Oh, of Arkham. I, I, how much? Uh, maybe we should have gave a spoiler warning at the beginning of this. We usually spoil these things, though, don't we? Yeah, you all yeah. should know by now. We're spoilers. So that guy was that guy was a mess already. He he had kind of followed uh, the original Arkham's descent. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, so that's that's a major plot point. So I mean, what's he gonna do? I'll put all these people back in their cells so this guy can let them back out. You know, mm-hmm. they need they're gonna have to wait till they find. A new, like, I don't know, Nuthouse director. I'm sorry, I keep calling it a Nuthouse. It's not polite. And a new Asylum director. <laughs> I mean, in real life, yeah, that's not polite. But, I mean, Arkham Asylum's not Interesting. most reputable. <laughs> like, usually when we go into Arkham, uh seems like Scarecrow oftentimes plays a pretty big role. And in this, he's just, like, there for a couple creepy panels, and then he's gone. Mm-hmm. Which is a little surprising because, like, he his the scarecrow typical like uh, mo and just the themes that the scarecrow deals with seems like something that you would really want to tap into on this kind of story mm-hmm. because it almost feels like Batman's been dosed as soon as he went in there and yeah. everything's just heightened is what it feels like. Yeah, well, maybe he was. That is what it seems like. That seems like how it would be. But this type of story it is, or maybe it's just the way it's presented in the artwork. It's just like they're like that would be an easy way to explain this. Nope, it's yeah. just <laughs> right. It's just horrible. It's just yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just Elliot Smith lyrics. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, like uh, the plot was okay. Uh, really, it's just the experience of it. Yeah, um, it's just the, the dark, brooding. Mm-hmm. stuff uh the backstory with arkham is is super dark and kind of interesting mm-hmm. um yeah i liked it it's definitely not uh, one of my favorite it makes a lot of like the top batman story lists and i think because there's a lot of dark batman stories but it does feel like it pushes what a batman story can be a little further out well, one of the reasons i think that batman is such a great character is that he can get broken himself and still come out okay Uh and if it's psychologically broken then it's even you know more fulfilling i guess for him to come out at the end Mm -hmm. and this is definitely that kind of situation for me that's part of what makes batman so interesting because the very nature of like what batman is is due to being a psychologically broken rich guy yeah. Right. <laughs> Who wants to like, I mean, it's justice, but it's also kind of like revenge yeah. against everybody mm-hmm. um, for what happened to his parents. So like, I like stories that explore the broken Bruce Wayne idea. And of course they do that in this too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In kind of a weird 
like twisted that's not really how it happened way yeah <laughs> yeah it reminds me a little bit of uh the cult in where which um there they they drug batman Mm-hmm. And I think at one point Batman actually shoots people with a, like a machine gun while he's under the influence or something. But where Batman is broken down, but of course he pulls himself together eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that one a lot. And and Grant Morrison will explores that a lot later in his like actual Batman main series run, where at one point it, they, he pulled in the Batman of Zen or or whatever it's whatever it is where he's running around. Basically, Batman, like, I don't remember what happens, but he gets totally broken down and he ends up running around in this, like, patchwork multicolored bat suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Grant Morrison plays on the, you know, Batman becoming mentally broken and then pulling himself back together mm-hmm. several times in different stories. So it's obviously a theme that Morrison likes to to play with, too. Well, good, because I like it. Good job. <laughs> Morrison and Batman, that is one, that's one area of comics I do know fairly well. Mm-hmm. Which is actually surprising that it's taken me so long to read this. Maybe you were just waiting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was waiting for now. I knew we'd have a podcast and listeners would want us to talk about it. Well, really. I mean, you've read comics before, mm-hmm. but since you like really got into comics again... Uh, we've been doing the podcast for a lot of it. Well, it's tough with these that, you know, are just kind of one-offs. It's like old man Logan, like, you know, it's, it, you know, how much of it actually impacts what's happening in the current continuity. Well, no, that's a good point too, because at one point I'd made a point uh, points, (laughs) (laughs) you make a valid argument because (laughs) at one moment in time, I made a point to go back and read um, all the Grant Morrison Batman stuff, uh, like the, the series stuff, because it plays so heavy into, like even now still, you've got Damian Wayne running around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad I went back and read that because the Batman and the Batman and Robin stuff even carried over into the new 52 after it was rebooted. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And the Batman Incorporated. So like there was extra incentive for me to read that because it tied into modern stuff. I was going to be reading anyway. Mm-hmm. And the one offs are like, I, I, I hear this is good. I want to read it, but like, yeah, you don't have that extra incentive because there's nothing pressing. Right. Unless it's like dark Knight returns where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know that this it's, and it's not just one, you know, it's not like just this little one shot. It's a, it's a, it's a thick, it's a thick graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that reminds me they of something have, else. They don't have hoverboards either. I just sidetracked myself twice in my head and forgot what I was going to say in the first place. Batman Dark Knight. I was going to say something about what I liked about this. Or something about this. Oh, well, it's gone. It was dark. Like the night. Oh, we said that so many times. We said it was, so, it was just dark. <laughs> I like that. We keep tying it back to the crow and cat dancing. <laughs> uh, it's bat. It's bat dancing. Oh, bat dancing. That makes me think of Prince music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go way back and do the Batusi. Oh, wow. Yep. 
Uh, bat dancing. It's going to be really... That's the episode title, unless we come up with something. <laughs> we'll be pretty hard to top that now. I mean, this is a good. Uh, it's a we good keep companion. referencing cat dancing, so <laughs> emo emo bat dancing, emo bat dancing. I've never read The Dark Knight Strikes Back. Oh no, me either. I heard it was bad. I think I flipped through it, and I was like, I don't know. Some of the artwork is so crazy, rough looking. It's a bad title. Well, it's it's the sequel to Dark Knight Returns, and very soon they will be coming out with the third I was one. Say, yeah, they're talking about doing another one. I'm it's hopeful like, for uh, the. I'm I'm kind of. I mean, it seems unnecessary, but I'm hopeful because, and this sounds kind of a uh, jerkish. It's not just Frank Miller. Oh right. It's so it's not just Frank Miller left to his own devices, uh-huh. which from what. It the criticisms of Dark Knight Strikes Back sounds like he just kind of went off the rails, um, right? But uh, they're also talking about uh, like bringing back All Star Batman and Robin, and that was a similar situation of off the railsness. Yeah, I have not read that. I mean, I know the famous line from it. Oh yeah, yeah, which gets gets uh, referenced in in the modern series. I can't remember how. What issue, which issue? But recently, there was a good line. I can't say it. I have to grolix it. Oh, I don't even know what it is. So. Um, most listeners will know what I'm talking about. He's but, the GD Batman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. That comes from that. But I've never read it. I've never read All Star Batman yeah. and Robin. It kind of it kind of gets panned. So yeah, because it's a similar situation. Whereas, like, I don't know. It's, it's not getting good reviews, and I don't think I need to hate read this. It's yeah, it's not beloved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you should do something with this cat because he's starting to back up on the mic. There you go. Are you a spider buggy? <laughs> he he's likes- trying to spider buggy all over the microphone. He's fine up here until he starts getting on the mic. Well, he's just trying to shift so he could. He wanted to be on you. I know. I know. Yeah. We we all know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth or something. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. I guess, I guess, would you recommend this to people? And if so, like, mm-hmm. I mean, is there, I would recommend it to certain readers. That's what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Be the right person. And I probably wouldn't tell them to uh, do it digitally. <laughs> not yeah. only, not only because I had, technical difficulties but because i think this is a book that uh probably is meant to be seen in print you know mm-hmm. it has a lot of textures it, yeah. it's very visual and i think it was meant to be printed yeah this was released in 89 so i think last year they released a like what is it, what would that make it 35 year anniversary mm-hmm. wait no it can't be that 25 year 25th anniversary okay yeah i guess it's not it's not older than us yeah it's not older than us so okay so yeah 20 25th anniversary like hard hardcover edition i bet i bet that looks very nice i bet it does yeah um but i concur with everything that jesse said that's pretty much exactly how i feel about it it was a good story you know in general i mean it's not my favorite or anything like that but it was okay uh and i would recommend it to some people but definitely not everybody yeah yeah I don't. This isn't even for like all Batman fans. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if you like a dark Batman or if you just like a dark story, mm-hmm. check it out. But Or not always that it, that way because I have friends that like dark stories, but if they read it, then I I fear for them. They should just stay away from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, even like The Crow, you know, like it's kind of like that kind of thing where it's like you could like The Crow movie and not necessarily like The Crow graphic novel, yeah, I don't think, because yeah. there's a lot of bits that are just not going to appeal to the same audience that like the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or uh, not, you know, not everybody that liked the movie anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, The Crow in the comic or in the graphic novel is not so much a hero. As he is in the movie, yeah. There's definitely a in both of these stories. There's a darkness to our hero that's mm-hmm. not present in how most people see, like in in the representation of these characters that most people see. Right. Yeah. I'm behind on the on modern Batman. I think I think I'm a couple issues behind. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. You know where I'm at. Bat <laughs> Commissioner Batman. Yeah, has been a weird rap Batman. The rap Batman has been a weird turn. <laughs> yeah, I it's think. it's the first time in. I think it's the first time that I've like really fallen behind on the Scott Snyder Batman stuff. I also heard recently, and this bums me out, that um, Capullo is taking a hiatus from the series yeah, to work on I something else, that. which is a bummer because that guy said, he said with his own words. <laughs> that he will continue to work on Batman as long as DC lets him. Oh. Yeah, but, but he didn't man, say like be careful what you say. Yeah. We will hold it against you. <laughs> Comic book readers <laughs> are the kind of people who's like, wait a minute, you said the thing. In your own words. <laughs> and I've really I've really like <laughs> in your own, with your own mouth or fingers. I don't know if he said it or typed it. <laughs> he might. Have, I think he. T- I don't know. He tweets a lot. Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo is a good is a good person to follow on Twitter. If you don't, he, he tweets a lot and he tweets a lot of I pictures. Don't, I don't tweet. I, I'm not, I know. Was, was he one of the people that was like? Um, uh, oh, he was, was very he, vocal about the Twix ads. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was very vocal. That's a federal crime, Nick Lachey. It's <laughs> federal crime. Federal crime. Can't mail that media mail anymore because of you. <laughs> Before we move on to our dead air segment, Jesse, and hopefully by the time this goes up, that mine will be up too. Jesse was featured on, uh, had an interview featured on a, a website. Oh yeah, that happened yesterday. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you want to talk about that? Um, for a brief moment, yeah. What was it? It's a uh, Andrew Jacobs, and his website is podcasts are the best uh, dot WordPress. I think it's, Word? it's no, it's Blogspot. <laughs> yep. You're right, Blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, he highlights he does like inter interviews via email with uh, different podcasters and asked a lot of awesome questions, and uh, I answered them. And you can find that. Uh, there and uh you you know if you look at our twitter feed uh you'll find it and we'll probably link to it in the show notes yep. and it's uh it was a good it was a good interview yeah. and uh yours 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 will be coming up soon then too or yeah i, ha- I haven't sent it off yet oh um, i've been i've been working on it and i on certain things i get stuck and i don't know what to say mm-hmm. and on other things 
I say entirely too much. So I don't. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, I did a- that too. You look at mine. I did too. I went and was like, "What's your favorite comic book?" So I'm like, "Well, let me tell you." <laughs> you seemed. You seemed perfectly in balance. It, it seemed all right. So that makes me more worried about mine. <laughs> no, 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 um, no. But yeah, I, 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 mine should. I be think up. the hardest question was when did you start listening to podcasts? Because I was like. Wh- that's weird. I don't know what my first podcast was. I don't have like a definite connection connection to it. You know, mm-hmm. like I just started all of a sudden listening to podcasts. It's real weird. That's 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 one of the questions that I worry about. I, I'm worried about going on too long. About there's a train a chain of like events that lead led to podcasts. So I'm like, how much detail should I go into? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I read your interview yesterday after it was posted, and 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 it's awesome. It's good. I I like that, I, and I actually had to do a little bit of my own research because I could not remember wasted words. I was like, that was one that I listened to pretty regularly, and I know it doesn't exist anymore, but like I couldn't remember the name of it for the life of me, and I was like, uh, drunk chat, um drinking words um and that's what finally got me to wasted words and it was just like these guys would just have their drink of the week and and chat about a topic i'm sorry just, uh that's fantastic because i was talking to someone earlier today and i said i have to leave i have to go to a podcast and they're like what's a podcast and i was saying and they were like what's your podcast about and i said it and they're like i i, I think that would be fun they're like i want to do a podcast about drinking and i'm like yeah you'd probably get a lot of listeners actually oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh, and there's been quite a few that are like what drunken history and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But uh, you, that that black tapes that you had you had suggested mm-hmm. that's uh, that finally I'm just like okay this has got to be a running gag because absolutely everybody that they quote unquote call or interview uh-huh. for the show uh, none of them know what a podcast is and they always they always go through well it's. It's basically the radio. <laughs> yeah, and they even play it like at first they kind of try to explain it a little more, and then eventually the more people that like ask, well, what's a podcast? Uh, eventually they're just like, it's it's radio on the internet. That's that's what I always say. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I'm surprised how many people don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Truth. A lot of mm-hmm. people still don't. Dead air. So we're going to talk about some Walking Dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, what volume are we on now? Is this four? Four. Four. So... Before we get to what Volume 4 is about, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How far are we going with Walking Dead? That's a good question. Because, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. I could keep going. Um, I find it's a more enjoyable and easier read once I'm further away from the beginning, which I've read a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to at least um, finish up Compendium 1, which is what I'm actually reading. How many of us on? So what, I think it's like six or like six to eight volumes. So that would be similar to the Swamp Studies that we did. Yeah, because Swamp Thing we did six installments, I think. Mm-hmm. Six, yeah. yeah, covered the six Alan Moore um, trades. So I didn't know if we were going to do six again and then do something else, or if we were going to keep going. I, I'm cool with whatever. Do you, um, do you have uh, any but idea? I would like to maybe finish the compendium. Yeah. Do you have any idea what? Is going on in the six because you have to. We have to at least get out of the prison and and all that. I have no. Do I? No, I have no idea what's going on at all in the future. I've intentionally not looked forward. 
introducing the first eight volumes. So, okay. well, I'm yeah, I'm down for going through the first compendium okay. at least. Okay. I I would be happy with going further. It just depends on what you guys want to do or um I'm I'm I would ask I'm, I'm potentially cool with going on too. I just don't want to uh I could put it you out. Know, like if there's another thing that we should be reading, then that's cool too. But I don't know what we would follow up with either at this point. Yeah, like that's true. Not that far. Yeah. I. It was just something I was thinking about the other day. Um. I mean, we're only mm-hmm. on volume four, so it's not even anything we have to worry about at the moment. But. Okay. But this would be the halfway point if we we're going to stop at Compendium One. So. This is half time. It's okay. time to start no, thinking. No, you can't stop here. A thought. If any, if if any listeners uh, want to chime in, Brandon, we'd like to we'd like to know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our our one listener there, our listener. <laughs> um, The Walking Dead Volume Four: The Heart's Desire uh, covers issue. Uh, volume Four collects issues nineteen through twenty four, written and lettered by Robert Kirkman, pencils and inks by Charlie Adlard, color by Cliff. Uh, Cliff Rathburn and the covers by Tony, Tony Moore. So la- last time we left off with what's his name, basically telling them to get out of the prison. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's where we begin. And that's where we begin. Yeah, yeah, it, does, it picks up right, right at the end. I've read this. I read this periodic periodically throughout the month. I f- literally finished like the last couple pages today, but I started it a couple weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. um, the earlier stuff I'm a little sketchy on. So yeah, we start in kind of the middle of um, this confrontation. The, uh, a couple of the inmates that were at the prison when they arrived in the last, well, I think maybe it wasn't the last volume, but they arrived at the prison. Um, a couple of the inmates are unhappy with these crazy people that showed up uh, and basically started murdering each other. Um, so, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> basically this volume and the last volume the theme the, the theme is everyone's crazy yeah this was a very dramatic uh volume yeah so these inmates had 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 knew of a cache a cache a cache of weapons and they were gonna boot our uh our group out about that time we get boom zombie horde mm-hmm. from one of the blocks that the inmates had opened to get to the guns um, zombie horde busts out, so then there's a big firefight. And during this firefight, Rick might have Rick might have uh, used the chaos to his advantage and uh, taken the, uh, the 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 key guy, the key inmate that was causing trouble, taking him out. Yeah. Well, and, and the volume opens with uh, Otis coming back. Is it Otis? I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Otis is coming back, oh, and oh. we get introduced to Michonne. Michonne. Yeah. This. That issue was very pricey for a long time when Michonne first appeared in the series, the mm-hmm. TV series. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know how far you guys want to go with the plot versus do you guys? How do you guys want to handle this? Do we do we just want to talk about our thoughts on various things? Do we want to go through the plot because we've kind of done both before? All right. Um, I don't know how interesting it is just to go point for point through the plot, but well, there isn't a big. There isn't like one big thing that happens in this one mm-hmm. so much as like a bunch of little, well, I mean, they're big, but they're not like, yeah, they're not like you're, we're getting kicked out of the prison kind of. Yeah. After this initial confrontation, 
um, not a lot really happens. It kind of becomes a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, infighting. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of infighting. But you still got to yeah. talk about it a well, little bit. So there's a big, and the opposite of infighting. <laughs> so, so there's a big confrontation. There's a big confrontation. Then and things, then there's a lot of drama. And then they, well, well, yeah, but there's a big conversation. <laughs> I think we just summed up the show. The guy gets shot. Zombies in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a big conversation. The guys get shot. Then they all meet Michonne. And she goes in. She's awesome. They invite her in. Then she sleeps with Tyrese, and then that starts holding up some of the drama. Whoa. And then Carol goes nuts because of that. And then that starts some drama with him and Rick. And then so let's break that down. First, Michonne shows up like she does in the TV show. Of yeah. course, this is before the TV show. But uh, she got the two zombies in tow, um, sword and all that. I believe she kind of she ends up helping out Otis, who mm-hmm. was stuck outside the gates. He like he had got back. I think the group had pretty much assumed that Otis was dead because yeah. he was like pinned down somewhere for a while or something. He's gone for a while. He just didn't. He just didn't come back with the rest of them when they came. Yeah, he helps him out. She helps him out because while they're outside the gate. Um, is when all the firefight and the chaos is going on inside. Michonne is very different in this. Yeah. And at first they 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 make her give over the sword, and you know they're like you can come in, but like they're not trusting of her. You mm-hmm. know, put her in a cell and you stay here and blah 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 blah. She doesn't sleep with Tyrese exactly. She has some kind of uh, uh relations with yeah. with that man. Yeah. Enough. And um, who is it? is it? Carol. I believe so. Carol sees it. Yes. And that's 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 a big source of drama here. That's actually like in the later half of this volume is like the major source of the drama is that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Michonne's a totally different character. I, or she's the same type of character, but she's very different. Her personality seems very different in this mm-hmm. versus the show. Yeah, she's a lot more... Um... Confrontational and... Wait, was that what you were going to say? Probably not. In the show? No, I'm in this. Okay. In well, the show, she seems more stoic. Yeah, she's like guarded and mm-hmm. won't let anyone in and doesn't want to interact with people in the show. And yeah, she's not not nearly as much so in the comic. During the big firefight, Tyrese, I think, was the only person that saw Rick shoot yeah. the one guy. Yeah. So but, Tyrese calls him on it like right away. He's yeah. Like, it kind of screws up our whole uh, you kill, you die rule uh-huh yeah. uh-huh but at that point they still kind of had a he's like well i knew you killed this guy you know i killed that guy so we'll just pretend like neither of us knows this mm-hmm. i'm surprised nobody else was more like yeah you, i mean even though they didn't see it uh, so he accidentally got shot how oh nobody conven- else was suspicious yeah how convenient during this zombie fight where we we kill zombies all the time and nobody gets shot, you know. Carol, because of be, Carol witnesses this this moment with uh, Tyrese and Michonne, um, tells Tyrese, you know, in the morning you're getting out of out of here. You're gonna move into another cell. Mm-hmm. Break it. They break up, and then she uh, cuts her wrists in front of in front of her child. Yeah. Oh yeah, that poor kid. Horrible time. And then Rick finds out what's going on. Then we have like a big fight, like an issue long are like shouting and fight and, uh-huh. and punching match between and falling off the, the second floor railings and Rick and Tyrese uh, beat the crap out of each other. There's a lot of yelling. 
it is I, I, I in doing my research and to make sure I had the right you know the penciler and, and, mm. and letterer and well it was the two guys but you know yeah. I come across a couple not reviews but you know thoughts and somebody had said this was the soap opera volume um, it does have that like it's just super dramatic mm-hmm. it's a uh, the two guys basically start yelling and then it's just everything's out in the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick's like, you killed that boy, blah, blah, blah. And you, um, then you let him come back and you killed him again and you enjoyed it and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you shot that one guy. And like, they're just shouting mm-hmm. and just everything's out in yeah. the open at that point. Oh, we missed a little something. Okay. Yeah. Was that Alan. The whole thing with Alan. Yeah. Oh, that was a big thing. Yeah. Um, cause that's, that was one of the things that he yelled out about during that fight. That's why I thought about it. Yeah. So, you knew Alan was in trouble. You knew Alan was in trouble. He was, he was finally coming to terms. Never do that. No. Always be guarded. Always be emo. Always be cat dancing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the Walking Dead, you can't be happy. You can't have a... You can't ha- Don't have a character arc. If you have a no. character arc, don't let it put you in a good place. Nope. Well, well, unless you're T-Dog, in which case a character arc might have saved him for a while. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but then he became happy. Yeah, he was happy and no character arc, just as bad. Yeah, yeah. In the writing, Kirkman intentionally like foreshadows that stuff in the way that a movie does. They're mm-hmm. like, something's going to happen and this character's like, oh, I want to help. Let me go along. And you're like, oh, no. I know, yeah, don't go in there. I know that's intentional. And it does go bad for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes along to help clear out uh, the the section that the those inmates had opened up. Mm-hmm. And, and of course he, he gets bitten in the leg. Mm. And again, this is where, not to always compare it to the show, but this is where the show will pick ideas from here, mm-hmm. but then intentionally go the opposite direction. And it makes me appreciate the changes that they make in the show versus the comic yeah. because Rick decided Rick's like, it's not the bite that turns them. The bite just kills you. We all turn anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know they had decided that you turn anyway, but I think it was an interesting distinction here that they're like, the bite doesn't turn you. It just kills you. Um, Rick decides to take the leg off, mm-hmm. which nobody was behind. Yeah. Nobody was behind him on that. Yeah. Um, which I'm a little surprised, although maybe I'm just thinking in movie logic in real life. Maybe if somebody's like, we got to cut his leg off, you know, nobody's going to, nobody's going to be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And he takes his leg off and spoilers, he doesn't survive. Yeah. Right. He dies off panel, off page. You don't see mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. It just they just report it. They don't even Which go is into it. A little disappointing, I guess, because that happens during this big fight during between Rick and Tyrese. But I think it's interesting then in the show that they use they basically use that same. Well, it's a little different, but that scenario on Herschel mm-hmm. and Herschel survives. Order, yeah, to save him. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I. I like that. That's a situation like with the walking dead. It's a case where now that I'm reading more into the comic to see where they're pulling from and changing, I appreciate the changes because it's like, I could see where they're like, let's take this idea, but intentionally go the other way to, I don't know if it's to mess with people who are in the know or just explore different ideas of a possible scenario. You know, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite parts is when they're fighting. I was thinking of it because, yeah, they were, you know, letting each other's secrets out. But, yeah, he was like, and you enjoyed cutting that guy's leg off. And I'm like, I, where does he get that from? Well, he, 
I mean, yeah, he he goes for low blows. They're going for low blows at yeah. that point. Uh, and he definitely goes for low blows because he's got to know that Rick didn't yeah. enjoy cutting his leg off. But he does. He's saying some horrible things. Mm-hmm. But when they fall, like he falls down the thing and then type- over the, he falls over the rail off the second, like little, I don't know what you call it, floor of the prison. Uh-huh. And then Tyrese goes down there and they're still fighting. And then at one point they're both laying on the floor and he's like, don't leave. I'm not done with you yet. And they're both like, like, like just, just laid out. Oh yeah. They're <laughs> not like- done even though they're like, can't even move. They're just <laughs> physically exhausted. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty epic, like b- battle. They beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Rick definitely takes the worst end of it, which kind of makes sense. Cause Rip, Rick's scrappy. Yeah. And the other guy was a football player. Rick is a mess. And the whole, and he even he even says that he's later towards the end that he was being naive, but the whole "you kill, you die" thing, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't. He's not following that himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think everybody's really giving him a hard time. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't totally seem justified to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and that somewhat comes in later when is it? I don't know if anything happens between this and when he passes out. But he passes out, but I think he broke his hip or something. Something happened. And then when he wakes up, they had decided that he wasn't the leader anymore. And everything was going to be like, be done by committee, which was also into being sexist in some way. And I was like, I don't understand why uh, the women only feel like they need to be protected. Maybe you just have sucky women on your group. But anyway. No, they comment on it sometimes. On, on like Rick comments on it several times. I know. Um. But still, the guy's like, they just want to be protected. No, I don't appreciate that. Go ahead. Well, yeah, but he made it clear that, I mean, maybe it's sexist in the writing, okay. But he made it clear it was the women all decided they didn't want to be the leaders, want to be in the committee. Mm-hmm. So if you follow the logic that it's not it's not the writer's fault, it's the characters, then it's, yeah, it's the characters doing it. But, um, I mean... That kind of thing isn't completely new to Walking Dead. If you think back to like, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it's the first volume where the men go off to do stuff and the women are like cleaning clothes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they even have kind of a discussion about it at that point. But they're like, you know, they acknowledge it, but then don't like buck that idea Mm -hmm. and continue on. Like, I'm not sure, not sure what that's about, but not knowing so much about this character of Michonne, this version of Michonne yet but knowing like she's a strong character in the tv show and she's obviously a strong character it would make sense though that she wouldn't be interested because she's new to the group and like Mm -hmm. really she came in and kind of started a whole bunch of trouble and at first she seemed like a um like she's gonna just come in and get involved in this and like not really care Mm -hmm. but obviously there's um consequences Mm -hmm. and she definitely seems remorseful about it. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they said anything about Carol, like she was more concerned than Tyrese was. Mm-hmm. When Carol has this whole thing of kissing people, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Rick's unconscious. Okay. He just wakes up. Boom. Kiss. Yeah. Lori, she... Lori, we're really connecting. Kiss. Yeah. Tyrese. Yeah. Oh, I forgot she kissed Lori. Yeah. Yeah. She kissed, and she kissed them all. I mean, you kind of, saw some of it before but this is where you definitely are like yeah this carol is not 
the same Carol oh. as the show at all. Right. Jesse had sent me a message um, at some point in the month commenting on both both those on both Michonne and Carol. How they're oh, yeah. very different. Because they're, they're so wildly different. Mm-hmm. Like Michonne has a very different personality. Carol really is like a completely different character. Uh-huh. Like yeah. very like no resemblance to the character on the TV show, which again is one of those changes where I like Carol on the TV show quite a bit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They've made her uh, ruthless mm-hmm. and 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 uh, you know tough tough guy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't know who would win in a fight between her and Rick. Uh, really? Yeah. Like she's. I, I, I yeah. might put my money on Carol. She took out an entire town of terminate uh, crazies. Yeah. yeah. And that's not that's not a walker. Those are like living people that mm-hmm. could fight back if uh-huh. she wasn't as awesome as she is. Oh, and she and when she does when she goes super awesome, they happen to always throw her in like this kind of hood and uh-huh. like handkerchief thing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Which is just a super cool character because she's an older lady. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like... Oh, okay, I was about to... Never mind. We're talking about the comic book. I was about to get in the TV show. Um, the ca- comic book Carol... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's... She's damaged, that's for sure. She's yeah. damaged. And, and she's I think, taking it out in weird ways. And I think the kissing thing is like... She definitely seems to want to like latch on to somebody mm-hmm. for one if nothing else for like you know emotional stability mm-hmm. she's like i don't i don't recall at this point whether she was supposed to be abused in the book or not but and i'm not tr- trying to put down abused women uh because you know i, I never would but it's, it's it reminds me of like women that are abused and then even if they manage to leave they end up with someone Finding who is abusive themselves again in the same situation because over they over. they can't be alone and that's it so they'll take that because they need to be with someone or they feel like they need to i should say you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like they're that that's what drives them to it and i I, I don't understand it but but it happens in life and i think that that's supposed to be what she's doing kind of right to to like further clarify what melanie's saying yeah it's not you're not saying that that's if you're an abused woman that's how you are but there are a lot of you know, well, people, but there are a lot of women that have. It's kind of like a codependency type thing mm-hmm. um, that find themselves in that situation. Yeah, and this version, the, the Carol, almost Stockholm, yeah, sin, yeah, almost. And Carol just seems very much to like want to just throw herself into mm-hmm. some type of situation with somebody. She's got to have somebody there, mm-hmm. and like I think. I don't remember who comments, what character comments on it, but she didn't even react like that. Like, you know, she broke up with, with Tyrese and tried to cut her own wrists and just react and had a more, a stronger reaction than when people died, you know, or dying and stuff. Well, yeah, but that's, if he dies, that's just him dying. If they break up, it's because he rejected her. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's worse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the world of someone who can't be alone. Mm-hmm. Then it's not only uh, I'm not with someone, it's I'm not with someone because no one wants me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's good writing on Robert, Kirk- on Robert Kirkman's behalf. I agree. Good character writing. There's lots of things that happen with every different character. I mean, like the spotlight on Glennon 
Maggie a little bit, and mm-hmm. they even have this like awkward thing with Herschel, where he's like, "I know what's going on," and they're like <laughs> not even fully clothed when all this is going oh. down, and and uh, but then you know after after Rick comes out of it, you know it kind of is the end of the end of the volume. Mm-hmm. They kind of just fill him in on what they've all decided, and then he's like, "All right, all right, I can accept that, but listen, you're gonna listen to me now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say my piece." Yeah. It, say that iconic line. Yeah, that's it's a great monologue and that yeah, the and end, it leads to the yeah. yeah, it's really good. We yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. And that was almost that whole issue was that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the last we are the walking dead. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really it's really good. Uh-huh. There's a lot of sexy stuff going on then. It's this yeah. chunk. It's yeah. called the heart's desire. It's a lot of sex and death. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last half or better of this volume is all character conflict and mm-hmm. arguing and beating the crap out of each other and all that. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Yeah, it was all right. It's not one of my favorite chunks, but mm-hmm. it's all right. No, yeah, I would agree with that, but. Even though I I read it period period I read it off and on um, over the last couple of weeks, it was an easy read. I just mm-hmm. didn't take yeah. a lot of time to read it. It wasn't anything I got stuck on. Um, so it's 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 a quick read if you really want to sit down and blow through it. I think. Yeah, oh, I yeah. I actually did not read uh it. I flipped through it and then no, just remembered oh, it. Okay, yeah. Like I stopped to look enough to to be like, oh, okay, this is when this happened, and this happened, and this happened. But I'm sure people know by now. But to mm-hmm. to clarify, you've read it all before. Yeah, you're I, like current. I'm current. Yeah. So you didn't re re reread. You didn't reread it this yeah. time. You. I, I have read it, it but okay. I did not read it. Yeah. Recently, I just flipped through it to refresh my memory. Mm-hmm. No, it. I just wanted to make sure people should know. Yeah. But if there's a new listener, mm-hmm. uh, they might not realize that you've read it already. So I intended to, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Right. So it's all right. You've read more comics this month than I have. Yeah. I usually do though. Uh, not during the summer. I don't know. I haven't read a lot of, com- I, I haven't read hardly anything this month. I think this reading was about all I've done was for the show today. So, I read less in the summer, but I still go through quite a bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's I, I started us on that path. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure what else to say. I'm sure there'll be something that I'll remember later, but I mean, yeah, beyond the big initial action stuff, it's a lot of character stuff, but. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're really starting to see how they're so different like the show and the mm-hmm. and the books even though we're obviously following the prison storyline a lot of this never happened in no. in the show yeah yeah uh, which is interesting because it's like looking at the last looking at the the stuff just before the prison they stretched an entire season season 2 mm-hmm. out of what was like three issues of the comic book meanwhile yeah you get to the prison stuff and there's so much more going on between the characters that they didn't do that. They didn't touch on in the show. 
or if they yeah. did they like just took little pieces and compressed it into like 15 minutes of a show you know because yeah. we've already had two volumes of is it two volumes of the prison, prison yeah and uh and in the show they were only there for like a season and a half mm-hmm. and and i want to say a lot of, like a lot of that they even left like story-wise they left the main characters and was following the governor for a while and there was all that town yeah mixed in so speaking of walking dead have you been watching this the new season at all jesse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um well i think the new episodes probably yeah i probably start here in about 15 soon. yeah yeah um so i think at this point only what two maybe three episodes two episodes have run is that only yeah, two? I think that so. might be right. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying the new season. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot in those two episodes. Oh yeah, because the you got the first episode, and then the second episode doesn't like touch on. I mean, it's stuff that happened elsewhere during the first episode, so you don't even yeah. like get a resolution for what hap- how mm-hmm. the first episode ends. But I'm enjoying it. Man, the show's good. The comic book's good. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just, can I make one real quick comment also about character differences? Yes, mm-hmm. that I I've I might have mentioned before I that it it was weird to me that they chose to do it this way or I don't know if they chose it this way but how it ended up I don't understand what they're gonna do when they get to stuff later because right now in the books, uh, Carl is uh starting to get into the age that the Carl on the TV show is already at, mm-hmm. so. Like, you know, when they get there, he will have already surpassed all of this stuff long ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think they, and even this far into the comics, you're starting to see it. They can take ideas and situations and modify it for where they're at in the show and with those characters mm-hmm. or apply it to different characters. Um and they kind of they had to because mm-hmm. uh, that, act, that kid is growing up fast. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was too old when they started. I thought he did yeah. seem a bit older than this. Yeah, this the comic book Carl's pretty young. He's way young. He that's young. that's why I never understood. It's like, first, it's like a first grader or something. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I didn't understand why they started with a kid that was already older when they knew that he's going to age faster than probably easier to film, like filming and some of the stuff they have to film is probably easier than trying to have a, a six-year-old or something well then they just need to be smart and find like a jody foster and elijah wood that can play stuff when they're three and win awards <laughs> it's not that hard <laughs> it's not that hard i'm sorry I'm just, you know. uh, just make contact already yeah <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> i got it it's good. i actually like that movie i didn't like contact <laughs> you either like it or don't i think it was dull disappointing you're dull and disappointing no you're not i'm sorry that was not <laughs> true at all I, but, did, I didn't take it personal but because well, you know it's i'm true. like that, you know i'm that kind of person it's true i'll be like your face smells i don't know just whatever <laughs> yeah um if you don't have to justify it it's fine I, i'm dull and i disappoint no, <laughs> i'm just gonna no it's fine I'm, I'm i'm dragging the joke on venture brothers even commented on how stupid contact was <laughs> well, no. I don't agree with everything that Venture Brothers says. New season of Venture Brothers trailer. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. So exciting. Oh man. Are we still talking about Walking Dead? What are we talking about? We're right talking now? about Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I think we pretty much covered it. So yeah. 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 The Rick I do want to talk about the Rick differences. 
Well, I want to compare Rick and Morty and uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future, and bring up that one point that they made on that thing that is not important. That um, for it all to have worked, then it's going to be more like uh, Rick and Morty than it is like Back to the Future. And Doc Brown has a bunch of dead Mar- Martys stashed somewhere. In order, <laughs> in order for the timelines to work out the way it was would. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking well, about a, a, a was it Back to the Future Two doesn't work at all. Yeah. Because if you think about uh, the fact that old Biff goes back in time and changes the past, uh, he couldn't make it back. He couldn't come back home. Unless the time, unless the time machine itself is some kind of temporal anchor, but it's gone. Like it leaves. It's mm-hmm. the future should have just changed. Yep. Unless you know. Well, that was kind of the argument with. Um, she was referencing this like cracked YouTube channel, the cracked video, oh. um, in which they were discussing how it would work. And I think even the first one breaks uh, falls apart a bit because. Or no, maybe it is the second one. No, it's even the first one. Because uh, if Marty goes back and changes things, even between his parents, like somehow his parents would still have to um, have sex at the same time, the right sperm and egg need to meet, meet, and they have to somehow give birth to the same Marty, even though these things are different. And so... Yeah. statistically that's wildly impossible that Marty would come out the same. Mm-hmm. And then you've got that time loop paradox where it's like, well, then Marty would be different. And then would he have ever gone back? Mm-hmm. So their theory broke down to <laughs> then, uh, doc Brown would have had to like gone through all these, <laughs> find different, the right Marty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go through all these different timelines and probably just be often, Often Marty's till he got the right one yeah. <laughs> to oh. make everything work. It basically to save him from the terrorists at the end of the or at the beginning slash end of the first one. Yeah, yeah. Oh lord, or something. It's time travel. It's it's always a problematic. Yeah, I like that version better. Yeah, it's like a what's that movie where the guy. Meets Tesla and makes copies of himself to do magic tricks. Oh, oh the prestige. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the illusionist yeah. was about the same time, but that was the uh, right. Edward yeah, I always get stuck one. between the two of them. Yeah, well, the prestige was the better of the two. Even I though agree. I like Edward Norton, the prestige was the better of the two, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And uh, and that was awesome at the end. I'm like, yeah. Where he's got all the yeah. all the hymns. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, and David Bowie played Tesla. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, the movie's a winner. Yeah, it's that's a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, this... that all, and that all spun out of wanting to talk about Rick. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Here's talk about Rick, baby. Do Before all this crap happened. Okay. Here's here's what I wanted. Here's where I was leading to with my point about the differences in Rick. It's interesting that okay, Rick is a mess. But it's interesting that season three of the TV show, we get them going into the prison before they go into the prison. Actually, it might be the end of season two. There's the big speech, which is basically Rick's dictator speech. Mm -hmm. This is not a democracy. 
I'm the leader, blah, blah, blah. And, and really, I mean, he loses, he loses his crap, but, and they question him as a person, but they don't really, I don't remember them questioning him as the leader that much. And in this, in the comic book, and I think that's an interesting um, turn on the comic book where he's the leader going in and then they do this whole committee thing. And it's like, you know, this is, we're doing committee. This is more of a democracy type thing. Um, so I, I just like the, the idea of one, one medium exploring one side of the scenario and then the other medium kind of exploring the other side. Mm-hmm. You look confused. I don't know. Maybe it's because I read the book, but I thought they did, did have the committee for a minute in the, in, in the, the show. show? I don't know. Maybe I don't recall it. Rick ends up just being the leader all the time. Anyway, I've liked Rick and I like, I like ruthless Rick. Even in that, even in last season where he really like, because he kind of had to, but he really gets kind of animalistic and ruthless Mm -hmm. this season. I find. And towards the end of last season, but this season I find he's really kind of going into almost unlikable. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because Rick's great, yeah. But I think that's interesting. Well, you know, when you've had to, you know, bite into a man's neck to murder him so that your son doesn't get raped, it kind of affects you negatively. Yeah, <laughs> it does change a person. And the show handles that well. I mean, the comic books, the comics, are doing the same thing. They both handle these character changes well because they are putting put into situations where you're like. Yeah, most normal people would come out not normal anymore after these. They would come out rough. Mm-hmm. They'd, be, they'd be wearing bat costumes. They'd be dancing with cats. <laughs> they'd be <laughs> doing all sorts there of bizarre go. stuff. Exactly. In fact, in the TV show, it's amazing that Carl is as balanced as he was, as he is currently. Because mm. they've hinted at him like, kind of not kind of going in a bad direction, but they've always, they've kind of steered him back towards. He's a pretty good kid. Mm. He had his whole emo. I'm going to eat a lot of pudding phase, but uh uh-huh. And there was that, you know, at one point he shot that guy, that guy who probably didn't need to be shot. I think that was Shane. Oh, Oh, wait, no, no, (laughs) not Shane. (laughs) Oh, not that one. Okay. Not that one. No, it was, um, I want to say towards the beginning of the prison stuff in the TV show, there was some kid and he ended up like the kid was, there was some guy, he was a threat, but Carl didn't have to shoot him. And he did out, out in the woods, outside of the prison. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they kind of hinted that Carl might be going down a bad path and that kind of, they kind of followed that through till the pudding thing. But that's when they kind of started like, oh, no, he's all right. He's, 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 yeah. He ate his pudding. He he got it out of his system. <laughs> and he had his whole his whole like uh dramatic bit with with Rick and Rick almost dying and mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I get so I have I have to try and remember what's happened in which <laughs> and at what point. Yeah, things do happen. So I don't spoil things cuz I don't want to. Yeah. Do you feel like an ice cream Carl? Cuz you don't look like an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> those memes yeah 
<laughs> yeah, well, they're dying great. to get in here, Carl. Carl. You know, I didn't even like see those until they like towards the end of like when those memes were relevant. But I love them. Oh yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, the, the picture they took pictures from it was it was uh I think when Rick found out in the TV show, obviously when Rick found out that um Lori was dead, mm-hmm. and he so he was like intently like and upset looking at looking at Carl. And then he'd like slowly move closer to he's like bent down and looking at Carl. So they take usually the two images was of him like looking further away and then like him bent down, like real, right real close looking at him. And then they put funny, you know, say things mm-hmm. and it worked yeah. because it was, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like um, dad jokes. They're so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometime I might go back and rewatch some walking dead. I don't know. I wonder how some, First season a little rough. I know. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm sure I've seen that probably twice. The second season, I is it really does drag on for like half the season. Mm-hmm. But from that, it point, also resets the vibe of the show. Though it's like, yeah, it drags, but it also feels necessary some somehow. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious. I don't know. Maybe I'd start there. It's not anything I'm going to do anytime soon. I don't want to start rewatching old episodes while the current season's going. But I would like to go back and revisit some of them. And I wonder how well it holds up. Um, because there's some good moments and good episodes. Mm-hmm. I just I'm very curious as to whether uh, whether it'll be like you know because I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I find I really like the trend of like super serialized TV. You know, you know, Walking Dead and a lot of the other shows we watch. Breaking Bad was a big super successful one. But a lot of the stories are very, like, in the moment. Part of what makes it so good is you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how a lot of these shows hold up if you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just random, just a random thought, <laughs> random question. <laughs> I think there's there. enough different that it's okay. And then when things do happen, you're so excited because you're like, oh, I love that part. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and Walking Dead does make attempt an attempt to like do interesting things with episodes stylistically and stuff sometimes and, and all that. Um, and breaking bad's kind of that way too. So, um, yeah. is there anything, anything, um, else we should mention? Any? Oh geez. What's, what's happening? This would be November, November. Don't shave. <laughs> Don't shave. There's going to be lots of, uh, Horror weeks to look back forward to. Yeah, yeah. Look back forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, there's lots of stuff. There's lots of stuff from October um, on the site that uh, a lot of people probably haven't seen yet. That's totally worth it. Um, Jesse tackles almost every Doctor Who related Big Finish audio play review. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a bunch of those up. And, now, and there's there's got so many coming like uh, oh yeah Torchwood and then uh, the news about the War Doctor came out oh yeah so yeah I'm getting that <laughs> I'm gonna re- I'm gonna be reviewing that for sure that's exciting that's exciting for a lot of reasons um, yeah mixed with the Torchwood a little bit but the Torchwood is not as surprising it's exciting that they're doing Torchwood audio plays mm-hmm. but they're gonna do a War Doctor 
uh, how many stories? It's a, it's a series of box sets, so it's it's oh, kind of like doing the, the Eighth Doctor stuff, where it's uh, you know, like Doom Coalition, which I just reviewed on the on the site, is like a four four five disc thing. Um, same thing with the War Doctor, where they'll do four or five discs of of content, and then um, there'll be another box set, and so there's like four box sets that will ultimately create this arc so it's like a whole season that's awesome of stories but you get like um you get a clump of them at a time john hurt war doctor which means that's mo- that's a modern doctor mm-hmm. yeah so big oh, yeah. oh actually there's gonna be news as we're recording this there's gonna be big news tomorrow Ooh. in uh and it looks like i you know i don't want to jinx it but it does look like either the ninth or the tenth doctor is tardis Really? That, they're, that they're putting up as uh yeah that it's not it's not the new tardis it's it's but it's a newer tardis that's exciting because as 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 i was hoping i'm sure along with everybody else when they started talking about allowing uh big finish to use some of the like new who villains and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and um unit people uh, means they're starting to open up new who, more yeah. new who characters, and basically the the new series universe mm-hmm. to big finish so that they can work in it. Because the War Doctor is going also going to be Time War stuff, and I'm really excited to see what Big Finish does in terms of Time War stuff. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of a Time War, like there's so many cool things you could do that the 50th anniversary special just didn't really mm-hmm. touch on at yeah. all. Yes, come Big Finish and make sense of all the things that they've ruined. In <laughs> this, in and the they beginning. do, though. I mean, like, that's what Big Finish does, is uh-huh. they have the, they can take their time. And, so, you know, like the Mel situation. Like, mm-hmm. they did a whole series, or not series, but a whole story that kind of was like, oh, here's why her story is, or her story is all messed up and we're going to deal with it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm hoping I love for. that. I'm hoping yeah. they can make something that isn't horrible out of river song stuff. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but I, you know, I am morbidly curious about that one. I, I don't want to be, but I am. I and I'm, I might get that one. I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the fence. I'm not, that but interested I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get the doom coalition one. So, I mean, it's like, ah, I already know. I already know that they're going to interact somehow. By not interacting or whatever, but she's involved in now the Eighth Doctor story. It doesn't totally make sense, but that's okay. I'm the problem is that I do I trust those writers, so it's yeah. like it's really hard for me to pass on something where I'm like, oh, these writers are really good. I don't like River Song. I don't like what she's done, and the only reason that I'm interested she's a monster. I I want I yeah <laughs> she's a monster, and, and if they can make it not be so bad then then that's what i'm excited for because i like dr who and i don't want it to be bad and that was bad it was not great yeah uh yeah you know what's not bad though you me and the current and the current season of dr who i'm I'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it too oh it's really good yeah i just watched uh yesterday's episode Mm -hmm. so the two-parter with uh Maisie williams yeah Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen them yet? Yeah. I assume? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which one did you like better? Did you like the uh, the beginning or the end better? That's a good question. One thing they've been doing with the two-parters that I really like, and maybe I mentioned this the 
no, I don't think I mentioned this last month because we'd only seen like one or two. The first half and the second half feel completely different. Yeah, they do. Of every story. Yeah. True. And in a good way. Like it's 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 very not cool. like Death in Heaven and Dark Water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was a pretty dramatic shift in a but not so awesome way. That but. almost felt like testing ground. Yeah. They're like, well, let's do this two parter, the big finale. And then afterwards, they're like, what worked, what didn't? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can play with this format. Yeah. Uh, I might like, I might like the second part of the girl who died, the woman who the lived. The woman who lived. Yeah. yeah. I might like the second part better. I don't know. I might, I think I might like the first part better. I think, I, I think I like the first part better just for the entertainment value. Mm. But I, I do think that they hit on bigger issues in the second one. Yeah. And I like how they're setting it up so that she'll probably make another appearance. Uh-huh. And I've yeah. already been reading things that say, oh, yeah, it's likely. It's almost a given. Yeah. She oh, nice. Uh, I, I want to slightly change my opinion, but not really. I like the first one for the story, for it, it as a story. I like the second one for the doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I might slightly change mine. I like the first one for the story and the heavy bits. I like the second one because I like the humor. The first one had a lot of humor, but I think I like the humor that was in the second one better. Mm. Mm. Um, that, but it was kind of nice to get a break from Clara too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I never was fond of her. <laughs> we know, <laughs> I, and I agree. I, I, she's problematic as a character. I don't mind her as an actress, but she's problematic as a character. But I agree, it was nice that she wasn't there. You almost got, even though she kind of was... She showed up at the end, but... Yeah. Yeah. But you almost got, you know, a new companion. I mean, you at least... No, you got a new psycho stalker. Well, (laughs) yeah. I mean, Maisie plays, she kind of plays a couple different roles. Mm -hmm. But basically, you have a new counterpart for this episode with mm-hmm. Maisie Williams. And it's a, it was, it was fun to have a completely different dynamic between the doctor and this other character. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost being on the same par too, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. but not, you know, I mean like they're, they're very similar. And her character yeah. and her character, like I guess character arc, or at least the plot of her, how she, her character goes in this episode changes the dynamic between the two so you gotta get to see him interact in friendly and less friendly manners so mm-hmm. yeah it's cool i liked it yeah i like that uh jack harkness pops up in uh-huh. yeah conversation too. Uh-huh. like that was the best possible way to to kind of give him a nod and i love the pompeii stuff in the first episode oh yeah that was chilling mm-hmm. i'm glad like, oh, nice i'm glad they touched on it mm-hmm. um because they definitely like heavily hinted at it in when the first uh, 12th doctor's episode, but mm-hmm. cool. This, Melanie loves the sonic sunglasses. Oh God. <laughs> she, she's not, a, uh. you're not a fan of that. It, it annoys me a little bit. I don't mind that he's got sunglasses and that they're a sonic device, but that they're the sonic device yeah, yeah. I kind of liked that they got snapped right away in the beginning of the first part. Uh-huh. Like, Broken half, and you're like, yeah, they break. Sunglasses break all the time. This is maybe not a great idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a guitar doctor is still weird. 
Yeah, a little bit. A little I, bit. I think a little it, bit. I mean, I like it, but I think it'd be less weird if we had a little bit of the guitar doctor in the first season that mm-hmm. he was in. Mm-hmm. You don't get any guitar doctor, and he's such a guitar guy now. Well, he just picked it up. Yeah, it's true. It makes sense, and I bet it's I bet it's cool for Capaldi. He was a punk rock guy. Yeah. When his his doctor finally gets to have a, a persona, and now we get to flesh it out. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was kind of uh, very uncertain. Yeah. Last season. And it's not like, or maybe he seems more comfortable. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's not. I was gonna say you you guys would know if I'm wrong. It's not like the what is he, the second doctor? It's not like the second doctor was born with a recorder in his hand. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He pulls that thing out right away, and he's playing with it. Okay. Uh, the recorder, or, or the spoons, <laughs> the spoons with the yeah with the uh, Seven. seventh, and that's why I don't mind the guitar thing because I like that they the a lot of them have their own quirk, they mm-hmm. have their little thing. Seven had lots of quirks. He had the magic thing, which was very strange. Yeah, well, so did four. I mean, four kind of invented the quirk, really. Yeah. Mm. And didn't he recently? I think I I think it happened recently. Offer somebody a sugar baby, or am I wrong? Because I think I love that. The Twelfth uh, Doctor? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he did that in... Uh, I think it was last the season. Mummy, Mummy on the Orient Express. He had it in like a, a, a cigarette Yeah, a cigarette case. case. Yeah. Yeah. And no one knew that was coming either, I don't think. And they, But they just played it up. Good. Grawlixpodcast.com, if you're listening to this, you probably know that that's our website. But if not, check it out. You can get more episodes and reviews and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, follow us on Twitter at Podcast. Facebook is facebook.com slash Podcast. We also have a Facebook group, and I'm dying to get more people in there because we post quite a bit of like cool stuff in there. Yeah. And that's facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. Um, if we're on it, just throw a slash Podcast there and you'll find us. And let us know about uh, Dead Air. Should yeah. we keep going? Should we look at another series? What should we do? Yeah, no, I think it's, I think, yeah, we should definitely plan on, well, unless people hate it, but I don't see why they would, uh, finishing com- Compendium 1. And then, yeah, uh, if anybody, if you guys have an opinion either way, let us know what we should do after that. Should we continue Walking Dead? Because there's tons of Walking Dead that we can read through. Uh, or if she, we should try something else, because Dead Air is our second recurring segment. The first one was Swamp Studies, which we talked about Saga of the Swamp Thing. Yeah. Also, uh, send us some email if you want to ask us a question, or if you want, if you if you if you're inclined, you can like send us a a voice recording, and we'll we'll play it on the show and. Uh, send it to letters at com. Keep it clean so we don't have to Grolix you. Yep. Make my job easier. And, you know, there's certain things that you can't Grolix. So if, if it's real bad, I just won't play it, I guess. And keep it short so we don't have to cut it down. Yep. Keep it short. Keep it clean. Yep. Yep. Check out, check out the Electronic Media Collective podcast network at electronicmediacollective.com. And we're also, this is something I don't mention enough, we're also on the Chronicle. <laughs> I've got, I've got a pimpitis. I don't know. Is there a salve, like a healing salve for that? Yeah, you got to apply it to your throat. 
Um, <laughs> slap it on. Yep. <laughs> slap a salve on it. Slap a, slap a garlic salve on <laughs> on that. Um, comics net uh, the comics network. It's like a con- it's the comic book podcast network. Comicsnetwork.com. Uh, we post our episodes there as well, and there's there are a ton of comic book podcasts on there. Um, so if you're looking for more stuff to listen to, uh, in between the long waits between Grolic's podcast, because I know everybody's hanging on each episode, I'm sure. Uh, yep. Go there, and also uh, the Nerd Podcast Coalition, which is a Facebook and Twitter group. There's there's we, posts to that we, on we the, put the site. things. We put the things out in the in the world. Yep, we do the things. Yep. I mean, really, go to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. That Twitter's where it's at. <laughs> I'm a Twitter holic these days. <laughs> this is Randy. Last night, Darth Vader came down from Planet Vulcan and told me that if I didn't take Lorraine out, that he'd melt my Grolics. This is Melanie. I don't want to mess with no Grolics addicts. And this is Jesse. If my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious Grolics. Thank you for listening to Grolics Podcast. The Grolics Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international license. To hear more, visit GrolicsPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrolicsPodcast and like us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash GrolicsPodcast. Well, I was going to leave some of that, but now I might have to cut all of it. It'll go up as a PSA. <laughs> at the end people are like i'm not sure what i was supposed to have learned but i feel don't uncomfortable eat mike. <laughs> yeah i don't do know. eat mike i don't know if i'm supposed to eat the mic or not why do i have a mic <laughs>